0: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, November 22nd. We are here live. The schedule for today, the first half hour is going to go quick. It's a free-for-all. Jump in and join us. 855-950-3835. It is Destination Health Day. So at the bottom of the hour, we will be joined by Trina Falbert, the CEO and founder of Primal Life Organics, and we're going to be talking about uh, dental and oral health. Uh, We'll do that for about a half hour today, and then at the top of the second hour, noon Eastern time, I will broadcast my Thanksgiving special. This year I have a theme, which is Five Relationships, Five Life Lessons. It's kind of a stream of thought right now. It's actually a piece that I started working on last night and thought about it some more while I was driving this morning, and I think I might want to incorporate this into the keynote that I'm working on. So I'm not going to give the entire keynote, but I'm going to give this new material and kind of work on it and see how it comes out and see what you think about it and tie it into the Thanksgiving holiday and then I'll open the phone lines up after that for comments. So a lot going on today. Last day before the holidays, jump in and join me. 855-950-3835. It looks like the phone calls are already starting to come in. So I am just going to wait and screen calls. I had a couple things I wanted to talk about but it wasn't anything important. So I will get to the calls. We're just going to jump right in and get started. Let's, uh, where'd we go? There we go. Let's um, Let's get started in Oklahoma. Paul, good morning.
1: Howdy. Uh, Somewhat. Uh, my wife last week, she wasn't feeling good, and uh, I took her to the doctor, and, oh, you got a UTI. So they give her some drugs and send her home. and take these pills, and blah, blah, blah. So a couple of days later, she's like, not feeling well, and she says, I got a lot looks like a lot of blood in my urine. I said we'll call the doctor. So she called the doctor and sent him a picture and everything. They said you should probably go to the emergency room. So I went home so she called the ambulance and went to the hospital. Well, then I didn't get home till Sunday. But then uh, Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon they came round the infectious diseases people came round. Uh-oh. They took lots of blood samples and everything. And, uh she actually has a yeast infection in the blood
0: oh that's not good did the, is she on uh, any kind of diabetic medications
1: she she don't take any any daily medications prescribed medications she'll take melatonin and and aspirin and crap and stuff like that okay Just over-the-counter stuff but she's not on any diabetic medication but it's more than likely she is a diabetic because she she does have Wild swings on her blood sugar and
0: oh, yeah, then, numbers at the time, but yeah time. She's not
1: been diagnosed as a diabetic, but I'm pretty sure she probably is.
0: Yeah, I believe she is. And the reason I ask is because many of the diabetic medications can cause or exacerbate this. It's listed as a side effect of, of many of them. There's a whole class of diabetic drugs that work by removing sugar from your body and you urinate it out. The problem is with all that sugar in the the, um, urinary tract, it's very likely that you get yeast infections and then that spreads. Um, The other cause of it, obviously, is just too much sugar in the body. Yeast feed on the sugar. And there are good versions of yeast and bad versions of yeast, just like bacteria. And these are the the bad ones, but they thrive on sugar. I mean, one of the best things she can do is fast, but I, I have a feeling they're feeding her 300 grams of carbohydrates a day in the hospital.
1: Oh yeah. So the crazy crap they send around and it's like, cause first they, they said, Oh, you need, you're on the diabetic diet. And, and so what do they send a fruit and fake sugar and bread and carbs and shit? And it's like, gee, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, right. Right. And, and that's, that's what yeah, and, and feeds this,
1: this, this and then this morning, her so I, you know they have the the board on the wall, the the whiteboard, and your nurse today is so and so, and to talk to the kitchen, call this number, blah blah blah, and special notes and dietary information and everything. So and they got the sharpie marker there, so I wrote on the board dietary information. I put no fake food.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, well that's a good place to start. The problem is yeah, well, it, there's nobody I
1: actually took real butter up there.
0: Yeah, there's nobody on the hospital staff that could define real food. They don't understand what that means.
1: Yeah. So then so yesterday afternoon I was just about to leave and then there's a knock at the door and it come in so this this young lady walks in, uh, probably mid 20s maybe. And she says, I oh, introduced herself and I'm your dietitian. And right then it's like, I better just shut my trap. Because I felt like saying, so do you follow your own advice? Because she was obese and not just a little bit. She was, if she was a truck driver, she'd need a wide ride seat. I'm sorry to say it, but yeah. So I felt like asking that if you follow uh, your own advice, just look in the mirror because you can see it don't
0: work. Yeah, so, that That is, yeah. that that makes me absolutely insane. I just can't believe how unfit our, our healthcare, the people in our healthcare system have become. Yeah. And, and look, it's, it's their choice. It's their life. It's their body. I just think it is a, a, who in the hell wants to take health advice from somebody you can look at and see they are clearly not healthy.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, she should have gone up a size on the scrubs, I think. So. <laughs>
0: well, you know, and, and what that probably tells you, and I'm not doing this to embarrass anybody or criticize people. We just have to be real about this. It probably tells you she's been gaining weight consistently and still is, and and she just hasn't yep. upgraded to the new set of scrubs yet. And again, I, I, I'm not here to tell people how to live, but people like that should not be giving health advice. Yeah,
1: because... I. I she was saying, oh, you you're, you need to be on the heart-healthy diet and low-sodium and low-fat. We, we, like, just just, we
0: should just call that the kill-you-early diet instead, because that's all it'll do. Yeah. Or the make-you-really-sick-for-the-rest-of-your-life yeah, well,
1: diet. Yeah, well, my, my wife, she did turn 70 just a couple of weeks ago, and <laughs> at this stage, she's still on no—
0: That That's— she probably should be. Medications, but she she probably yep. should be, but they're not going to do any good anyway. Um, and, and, and that is well, good. She's she, not, she, not
1: going to change her lifestyle because she drinks and smokes way too much, but
0: well, yeah, that's it's, it's one of the things that's going to contribute to killing her in the end. So. But pretty amazing that she's got this far with the results she has, but um, there, there's no good news coming unless she changes.
1: Uh, and the, probably the one thing that... Does actually save her, I think, or help her? Um, like, I got I got home late one. day Like I told her, I said, Yeah, I should be home by the middle of the afternoon. Well, the time I got home, I got delayed, and I didn't get home till like seven o'clock. And I said, You want something to eat? She said, No. And I said, Well, did you eat? She said, I was waiting for you. I said, I told you I was gonna be, I was gonna be delayed, and I didn't know what time it was gonna be. I said, Do you want something? No, it's too late to eat now. So. She, she can easily do a 24 hours without eating. She, she can do that, no problem.
0: Well, if well, right, that would help her a lot right now. that, that As long yeah. as that yeast infection has it, the food it needs, which is high carbohydrates, sugars, starches, it will be hard to beat. And they're probably going to load her up with a bunch of antibiotics over and over and over until they beat it. And in the meantime, we'll wipe out what, Good bacteria she might have um, when just a simple fasting and low carb diet would be incredibly powerful for this, and you wouldn't need the antibiotics.
2: They'll take another
1: stick of butter and a yeah. fat thing of garlic sausage.
0: Yeah, and then nice big ribeye. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, she's got to the point where she says, oh, I'm. I don't really enjoy eating much meat anymore. So, like, if, if I'm home, I'll, I'll cook. I'll, I'll cook a steak in a heartbeat, and uh, I'll cook her one. And then she'll say, "Just give me a half of it." So I cut it in half, so I get one and a half. Yeah. And then she'll eat a half of the half, and then she puts the other piece on my plate. She's like, "I don't, I don't feel like eating that." OK,
0: you know, and and one of the reasons that happens is because when you don't eat as much meat as we should and you don't eat as much fat as we should, because they've been telling that for five decades, your body doesn't digest it well anymore. So when you eat it, you're uncomfortable. And that's what she's experiencing. Oh, okay, She's just yeah. experiencing the, the discomfort of not being able to digest that protein and fat.
1: Yeah, you know, well, they've been, give, they've been giving her these probiotic pills while she's been in there. <laughs> and yesterday, yesterday she said to me, she says, oh, I'm going to quit taking them. She says, I'm shitting too much. That's what she uh, said. But No, and twice, I... Twice while I was there, she, she had to take a bowel movement. So.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't doubt it. I mean, it, it, it's getting some good bacteria in there, and things might work a little better. And, and she needs more than that for the protein and the fat. She needs better stomach acid, better bile, more enzymes, but... It, it's why she gets it feels discomfort when she eats a lot of meat. Okay. Yeah. You know, at least the no. the hospitals and the the medical care system seem to have at least gotten on the probiotic bandwagon. I, it seems like they prescribe a lot of them to people now. It's not a bad thing.
1: Yep. And just all the other crap that they want to give you that ain't no good. That ain't no good.
0: So. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Oh, well, I guess I'll, because uh, I, when I was there, the only, the only, I didn't see any doctors, but these, um, the infectious disease people came around and apparent, the doctor that came around yesterday morning, cause she told, she told one of the infectious disease guys, cause he took like six samples of blood, you know, that looked like the Did, little mini bar bottles. Yeah. And he, he took six of them and she said, that's right. Keep drilling for oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rubbing her fingers together it, like, yeah, chase the money. It, it, well, I guess he got offended. He walked out. But then the doctor that came around yesterday morning, he says,
0: In- Uh-oh. We lost you. We lost you right at the punchline. Uh, well, at least she's, she still has her sense of humor. That's a good thing. Oh, we just dropped the call completely. Uh, I had another thought there. What was it? She kept her sense of humor. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, If you get a chance and you can get through, call me back or call me at the end of the show and we open up the phone lines again. Uh, I'd like to know if if they've identified what uh, is the dominant strain of yeast. Uh, It might be something that starts with the word candida, uh, like a candida orans. There's several. uh, Some are pretty dangerous. Some are not that big of a deal. So it'd be nice to know if they've uh, actually identified that as well. Let's go to Georgia. Richie, welcome to the program.
3: Good morning. How are you doing, Kevin?
0: Doing good. What can I help you with today?
3: Good. So I used to be on uh, keto. I stopped for about a year and a half due to a lot of life stress, but now I'm back on it for like two weeks. Doing really good. I don't have an appetite anymore, and I'm starting to think I sh- if I should be doing... Uh, intimate fasting or fasting or anything like that. What do you think? Is it too early? You know, it's only been two weeks.
0: It's never you know. too early. I mean, even somebody eating the standard American diet would benefit from some intermittent fasting. The problem is it's really difficult to do when you eat a high carb diet, your blood sugar spikes and drops and you're always hungry and you're always craving things and it makes fasting difficult, and not very pleasant. Uh, but intermittent fasting could benefit everybody. It gives us a break from digestion no matter what our diet is. It's really powerful along with keto. And it's much easier to do because you don't have that crazy appetite and all the cravings. So yeah, I'd give it a shot. I mean, right. start, with, uh, start with doing like an 18-6 intermittent fast. So eat all of your food within a six-hour window and fast the other 18 hours of the day.
3: Yeah, it's... Pretty much what I did yesterday. Uh, really, all I had was a uh, ribeye and butter for dinner last night. Even though it was horrible from uh, Longhorn, but uh, it was good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, what I mean? it,
0: it it takes care of the appetite. It, you know, we we and I still encourage people to get eat the best quality protein you can, the best quality fats. You know, it's something else we've learned over time. I'm not sure if it's as much of a deal as what we thought. I will always eat that way if it's better it's better and it's better for the planet and it's better for the animals and but as far as health goes I've seen people be really really healthy on on uh, you know conventional beef and eggs nothing special at all
4: Yeah
3: well my excuse is always I've been uh, I'm never home so I don't have time to prepare but I've gotten through that mindset the past couple of weeks, and I'll eat healthier when I'm not on the road. You know, eggs and bacon or yeah. ribeye steak like that. So I'm I'm doing a better with that. Good. But I got to tell you what, I'm upset with you about one thing. What's that? Those siete, siete trips,
0: Oh yeah, they
3: are horrible. I yeah. could eat the whole friggin' bag.
0: Easy, easy. Yeah, they're in. In my <laughs> opinion, they're better than traditional tortilla chips.
3: Yeah, they have them in Costco now, so I pick up a bag or two. But I keep it next to me, and it's like one thing after another. I got to put this in the back. Otherwise, I'll read the whole thing.
0: You know, it's kind of interesting on this trip. I've been talking about how strict carnivore I've been, and I still am. Um, I brought four bags of those with me. I haven't opened one yet.
3: Wow. Have you tried the jalapeno one?
0: No, I I really don't like flavored chips. I never have. Yeah, okay. yeah, I would prefer to just start with a plain chip and put jalapenos on it myself.
3: I hear you. I hear you. But uh, yeah, the jalapenos, like I said, it's addictive.
0: Yeah, I bet they're good.
3: Thank, thank you so much. I did so well with this uh, four or five years ago. And like I said, I lost my way. I had a bunch of deaths in the family and just easier going out to Burger King or whatever. It, it is. What you got to do it. Yeah.
0: Well, welcome back.
3: You know. I I couldn't fit in my pants a couple months ago, so I'm doing it now.
0: There you go, there you go. Good stuff. Welcome back. All right, we're we're gonna move along. We've got uh, Trina Felber coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, and then at the top of the hour, we'll uh, top of the next hour, we'll roll back in, uh, and I'll give my Thanksgiving special this year. Let's uh, let's go north of the border this time. Kyle, welcome to the program.
4: Hey Kevin, how you doing today?
0: Good. What can I help you with?
4: So I, about uh, three or four months ago, I started on Ozempic for my diabetes and been recently having some pain just under my chest plate there in the center. So I finally went in for gastronomy, I think it's called, where they scan your stomach. Okay. And um, they found that I was, I had a bunch of stomach lining irritation and I wasn't digesting the food out of my stomach properly. And um, now I've got to switch everything around, but-
0: What do you mean, hold on, switch, switch everything, everything around. I don't know what that means. You gotta define that for me.
4: Oh, sorry, they're gonna take me off Ozempic, Zempic, and they're gonna put me on a new uh, medication for my diabetes.
0: What's it called?
4: Uh, it starts with an M, it's a new, it's something new. It's similar to a Zempic, but I can't so, remember off the top of my head, I'm sorry.
0: Monjaro?
4: Could be, could be. It's
0: a fairly it, new drug. It, Man, Manjaro works For the same diet. way Ozempic was. It's more powerful. Here's the problem: the the problems they identified in your stomach are caused by Ozempic. They will be worse on Manjaro. Okay. They use they use the same mechanism, but know. Manjaro's more more powerful. And here's what they do: the reason people lose weight on these drugs is because it slows down your digestion to the point of some people experience stomach paralysis. And you can have bowel blockages. This is dangerous stuff. It really is. And, and the fact that they don't explain this to you, that it was the drug that caused this and the new drug they're going to give you could very well be worse is almost criminal in my opinion. But you can expect that you're going to have the same or worse kinds of side effects. Or maybe you'll just have a bunch of different side effects. But they these things are not good for your hungry, digestion. Though. It's not good to have stomach, food sitting in our stomach for a long period of time. But when that happens, then people don't eat as much because they're not hungry yet and they lose weight maybe 10 or 15 percent of your body weight, it's not worth sacrificing your health over. But the bigger picture here is if you're calling me for some sort of advice about how to manage this or or is this drug going to be better or worse, you've called the wrong place. The only answer I really want to help you with here is how to get off of all of these diabetic drugs. None of them will fix your diabetes, none of them will make you healthier, and all of them will make you sicker.
4: Well, it's, it's, uh, I, it's the final steps that I'm trying to figure out for my, for my intake. I've, I've gotten rid of all the grain, and I've been eating a cleaner diet than what I'm used to, and I've actually lost about 25 pounds in the last three months.
0: Well, we're and not sure if that, that well, yeah, That part of that is ozempic, mm-hmm. which doesn't excite me. Well, and let me, let me simplify this, because you're, you're saying you don't know what the last steps are. Let's just do one step. Why not for two weeks just eat nothing but animal products? Nothing else? I could do that. Do that and call me in two weeks and, and tell me what the results are. And, and be careful with your diabetic medication. You, you might end up with very, very low blood sugar doing this.
4: And that's the other thing is that when I've been eating my diet, I've gone and I don't know what the conversion is for like American Canadian, but I'm down in a range now for my diabetic, like my blood sugar where I was up in the 10 to 12 range. And now I'm down in the seven to eight range for, for my blood sugar on, on a morning check
0: so are you are you just doing a blood stick you don't have a continuous glucose monitor correct? so hold on a second um, give me your numbers
4: my when I checked this morning it was 8.2 okay
0: and what's the highest you've seen recently
4: in the last two weeks I think it was 12.6 okay was the
0: highest okay let me um, let me put some uh, numbers in here and see if I can calculate this kind of quickly. Uh, 12.6. Two. Yeah, 12.6 is pretty awful. I mean, that's, that's blood sugar over 200, yeah. over 220. Uh, 8.2 uh, is about 147. Still not ideal. If those are fasting numbers, you are still very insulin-resistant you have probably got an A1C up in the high eight, nine range, probably. So My last
4: A1C that I did about a month
0: ago was 7.6. Okay, so it's, it's not as bad as I thought it might be, but it's still bad. But here's what that tells me, because your your fasting was over 200. That's outrageously high. In order to have a 7.6 average, you had extremely low blood sugar many times too, which means you are, are very insulin resistant and you are having wild blood sugar swings. And the, me- the medication is only going to slightly improve those numbers, but not do anything to improve your health.
4: Okay. Okay, well, I'll give you a call back in a little, in uh, like two weeks, like it, you said, and I'll, um, I'll update you on what I
0: eat. You know what I would recommend? You, you call your doctor and ask him to pre- prescribe you a continuous glucose monitor. Okay. And if they won't prescribe it, I would go to NutriSense and get one on my own.
4: Yeah, I can, I can get one from the pharmacy.
0: Then I, I would absolutely do that. You need to see, because I, I am going to predict that your numbers are all over the board way high and way low
4: i would assume so
0: yeah and that that's a sign of out of control diabetes and that's when the damage starts to occur
4: okay i think i think that's all i got
0: for you today kevin okay get the uh, get the monitor give it uh, give it some time so you've got some history before you call back it'd be nice if we did this next wednesday before you call back send me the results. You can email them to support at let's and I'll uh, help you understand the results. Let's, uh, you know what? We're going to be getting Trina in here pretty soon. So I don't think I'm going to take another call. I don't I don't want to get started on another call. I want to be able to take uh, Trina Felber when she comes in here in just a couple minutes. Uh, what was I going to talk about this morning? Oh, a couple of things really. Uh, I know it's destination health day, but, uh, I do have a, another report I want to give. We've got a couple minutes here, so I'll do it now. Uh, I have never really given any kind of a testimonial for, uh, the max mileage catalyst. I really just started using it consistently in the coach on this trip, and I did notice a difference in the engine performance, but we've made so many other changes, positive changes, that it's really hard to say if the catalyst did that. Now, One thing it probably did do on on the engine itself, the exhaust on this thing used to stink. It was just such an odd smell, and it was awful, Uh, and that has cleared up. Almost completely gone now. I don't think any of the other modifications would have been responsible for that. Um, we had a lot of boost leaks. We fixed those. We got the restriction out of the exhaust. We tuned it. So there are a lot of reasons why the engine should be performing better. So that's not really my my testimonial. It doesn't have to do with the uh, the engine itself, but. I also have two other devices that run off that same diesel fuel. Many of you will probably remember over the years I've talked about the Aqua Hot system that's in this coach, and I absolutely love it. It's like a boiler system. I have unlimited hot water. I have gas heat that uses very little electricity when I'm when I'm parked, and I. Also, that um, that hot coolant is circulated through the engine block. So I have really nice cold weather starting as long as I remember to turn that on. It's a wonderful system. But I've also said the whole time I've owned this, it has never been exactly right. So I fought with it for a while in the beginning, thought some of it was, well, I just don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, then I had them overhaul it. You know, I said just do whatever you have to do. Fix it. I even said if it if it needs it, put a new one in. They said well, you don't want to do that. That's ten to fifteen thousand dollars. So I said, all right, rebuild the one we've got. And when they rebuilt it, it got better, but it still wasn't right. Every now and then, things would go wrong. Then the last trip I took out, I was running on old batteries, so my voltage was always dropping. And that Aqua Hot is very sensitive to voltage issues. So it felt like I was fighting it the whole time with that. Then I told them, look, rebuild it again. Whatever you did, go back in. If there's anything you missed, fix it. And at the beginning of this trip, it wasn't working right. But I finally identified. I had eliminated some of the earlier issues, and I identified the problem. No faults, no low voltage warnings, none of those things. It just, the, the diesel-fired heater, which is very similar to a Webasto-style heater, just much bigger, wouldn't fire. It wouldn't start. You could hear it trying to start. It just wouldn't ignite. And, uh, you know, I, I called the shop back, and I said, look, let's, let's dig out those service records on the Aquahot. Let's go through everything that's been fixed and try to figure out why it won't fire up. And the service manager said, oh, well, if that's your problem and you know it, I can give you something to do. The fuel lines um, go bad. They'll start to suck a little air. And that thing is really sensitive to fuel pressure. And he said, you could do it yourself, but it's going to be a time consuming job and it's kind of hard to get in there. And and so I, I just didn't have time to do it before I left. And it turns out I probably don't need to. The last 10 days, my aqua hot has worked beautifully every day. I'm sitting here and it's a little chilly in Mississippi this morning, and I've got all the windows open because it feels good. But I've got my aqua hot heater going, and it's just uh, wonderful and nice and cozy. And I I went down and and pulled a few things apart and looked at a few things, and it is cleaning up the soot. Those diesel-fired heaters are really sensitive to soot buildup, and that will stop them from firing. And it looks like uh, however many miles I've put on this trip so far, 3,000, 3,500, all with catalyst. Looks like it might be doing the trick pretty incredible. If you've got a diesel-fired bunk heater, uh, the catalyst is your friend. If you've got a diesel engine, the catalyst is your friend. But uh, I finally get to give my uh, my little testimonial, and I'm very happy with it. So with that, I finished just in time to welcome in our guest this morning, the founder and CEO of Primal Life Organics, Trina Felber. Trina, welcome back. Hey,
5: Kevin. Thank you. Great to be here.
0: Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm grateful to have you with us today.
5: I know. I can't believe it's already Thanksgiving. I have to pinch myself. I know.
0: (laughs) I know it is. It's uh, kind of crazy. I've I've been on the road for about six weeks, and I'm actually going to miss Thanksgiving at home this year. First time ever. But the trip, yeah, I'm on the East Coast, and the trip just kept changing, and it's all good stuff. Um, in fact, later on today, I'm going to tell a little story about some of it. It's been an incredible trip, but it's kind of one of those bittersweet kind of things. A lot of really good stuff has happened, but boy, I'm missing home. And now with the holidays, I know it's, uh, uh, I'll be missing it more. Luckily, um, one of my relationships, business relationships, uh, Found out I was going to be stranded on the road for the holidays, and I've got invitations to go to uh, a Thanksgiving celebration. So I'm grateful for that as well.
5: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's always hard to be away from home, especially at the holidays. It makes it harder.
0: Yeah. You know, other than the time I spent in the military, even when I drove a lot, I just made sure I was always home for the holidays. You know, it's hard enough being away, and and that's what our tribe does. But um, I always made it a point to be home for that. And this is the first time that I've not been home for a major holiday. So um, we'll make the best of it, and uh, I'm glad you're here with us today. We're going to talk about something new today, aren't we?
5: I'm super excited. I know, about me, this too. Because, me too. Because, yeah, this is one of my favorite little gadgets and hacks. So I'm really excited to dive into this.
0: Yeah, so we did not, we made the decision not to bring this one in in the beginning, not to talk about it um, in the beginning. We really wanted to get people into the routine, the system, understand the, the what was going on in their mouth. Um, let them see the results and, and create habits around the, the new products and the tongue scraping and the gum drops and all the wonderful thing and it, things. And I got to tell you, we, we continue to get just the most incredible feedback about your products. It is, uh, it's so just so enjoyable to, to see people get these kind of results and get excited about it. And, you know, like, a, like almost all of us, um, we've done what they told us to do all these years you know, we did the cleanings and the scrapings and the flossing. And, you know, every time some new toothpaste come out that promised something, we, we tried that. And then the mouthwashes and the rinse. And, and now we know that, uh, that all that stuff was really working against us. It's just a shame what's happened to both our medical and dental system. But the good news is you, uh, you educated us and we're getting incredible results. So now... We want to we introduce the next step in this. And, and, you know, I think in a lot of ways, this will be a game changer for some people. And the beauty of this is it fits into something I've already been talking about for about three years, um, which is infrared light and how powerful it is in, in so many ways for our body. And now we're going to talk about um, light therapy for our mouth, right? Right.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. I love light therapy, red light therapy. Like you said, has been used for years. I mean, centuries, probably, Um, especially in wound. It started, I think in wound care. Yeah. Um, I know it's used for like diabetics and wounds that, you know, have a hard time. They're not closing because of, you know, inflammation or bacteria or something. Um, So it's been used a long time for that. And then, you know, Because of what red light therapy does, it increases blood flow, reduces inflammation, and also increases collagen production. People have used it a long time for beauty and reducing signs of aging. So you've got the red light panels that you, you know, can sit in front of. And, you know, it's been used for sports injuries, all sorts of things. So I love red light therapy, um, but we also can use blue light therapy, which is something people don't, they're not as familiar with. So I'm excited to chat about this. And like you said, for a lot of people, this is a game changer. And even if you don't struggle with any problems inside the mouth, like cavities, sensitive teeth, gum recession, bleeding gums, anything like that, if your dental health is good, this is still something that is more of a preventative, I'm very, and I know you are too, very into preventing problems because I know, yeah, I know that preventing is way easier than treating. So I'm so into the holistic preventative type of, products or gadgets and things like that for those reasons
0: yeah and you know i am a big fan of red light therapy the blue light therapy here is is kind of a new one for me i've done some research on it so i'm excited about learning more about that um i I carry a, a really really nice red light with me i actually call it my happy light um, it's made by a company, just incredible quality, hand-blown glass and, and tungsten filaments. And it's just done a beautiful piece of wood and just a wonderful product. And when I get up, and I get up really early in the morning. Um, I was up at 4.30 this morning. Yeah, and that's usually when I work and read and get some of my best work done. But I, I, as soon as I get up and sit down and start work, I just turn that light on and I have it near me. And it, it's as, about as close to the full spectrum of the sun of any light system I've ever seen. Uh, and it produces heat, so it's got this nice warmth. And it, it's just kind of like my happy light, especially in the wintertime when, you know, we don't get a whole lot of sunlight in the Pacific Northwest. And it's 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 good for your mood it's good for inflammation it's just good for so many things and it's not magic or any kind of woo woo out there stuff it's nothing more than we evolved interacting with sunlight sunlight is is very bioactive on our body it produces vitamin D we all know that but it does so much more than that and If you look at the way we lived as hunter-gatherers when we evolved, we were in the sunlight constantly. I mean, we lived outside. We didn't cover up. We didn't use sunscreen. We didn't try to avoid the sun. There was no reason to do that. We shouldn't do it now. We shouldn't do any of those things. We shouldn't use sunscreen. We shouldn't avoid the sun. Um, The sun is really good for us. And all of these light therapies are really mimicking what the sun could do. And in in the product you're going to talk about, we wouldn't even really be able to do this with the sun. I don't think most people want to go lay out in their lawn with their mouth wide open. But uh, so uh, tell us about the product.
5: Yeah, you know, the basis behind this and like what you're talking about with the sun is, you know, when it comes to bacteria or pathogens, the dark and the wet, moist environment is typically what, they love to thrive in so when we're talking about the mouth you know the mouth is pretty much dark you know it's it's dark in there when your mouth is closed it's moist and you know if you're eating foods that are acidic now you're or sugary you're feeding that bacteria and it's just the right environment but light therapy is amazing and you know when you bring light in it by itself just like you said is um it's a little bit, uh, it, it's therapeutic. It will help improve um, blood flow. It helps cut down on pathogens. A lot of good things happen when you bring light in. I think if the world was only in darkness, you know, we, we'd, it'd be a totally different place because you really need the sunshine to grow things, to grow healthy things. So red light therapy. So I created a mouthpiece we call it a teeth whitening system but it does i struggled with the name of it. i really wanted to call it um more than white or something like that because we we call it a teeth whitening system but it does so much more than that it's more of a therapy device for the mouth um people want white teeth so right. you know that's the um yeah you know that's the the pain point that everyone struggles with is I want a white smile. I want my confidence. I don't want to hide my smile. Um, I'm judged. I, I could be judged by the condition of my teeth and my gum. So everybody wants a white smile. So we call it, our, it's our real white teeth whitening system. But what I wanted to do was to create a system that actually creates health inside the mouth instead of disease. So let me talk really quick, if it's okay with you about the whitening systems that are on the market currently and the problems that I see with those devices and why I decided to create a different type of solution. Is that good? Sound good?
0: Absolutely. That's what we bring you here for education.
5: Perfect. Okay. So, um, on the market, you can pretty much choose from like whitening strips, Whitening toothpaste, whitening gels, and then you've also got mouthpieces and trays. And some of the trays are just straight trays. You put the gel on your teeth or on the the tray, and you put the tray in your mouth or on your teeth and uh, hold it there or keep it there for about twenty minutes, and it whitens your teeth. The other, there are other devices out there that do um, similar things as what we have. They have either red light therapy or blue light or a combination of the two, very similar to my device. Um, but the, the gels that they, they have most of the time contain some harsh ingredients, bleaches, peroxides, and other types of bleaching agents that are literally detrimental to the, the enamel of the teeth as well as the microbiome. And I know we've talked in the past about microbiome of the mouth, but just a little refresher, if you don't have healthy bacteria inside your mouth, you your mouth cannot create um, healthy tissue and your enamel will eventually wear down because the unhealthy bacteria that causes cavities and gum disease there's a a bunch of strains hundreds of strains um, create an acidic environment and the acids wear away at the enamel so you end up with really thin enamel teeth that become sensitive and then they become cavity prone or even start to break or chip so the bleaching agents um, how they work to whiten the teeth is really interesting. When I saw this and figured this out, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, it's, it's a no wonder when people put bleaching agents on their teeth, they become sensitive. So if you've ever done like a peroxide-based bleaching agent, a lot of times it hurts. Sometimes it hurts so bad, it's hard to hold it in your mouth for twenty minutes. Oh. It's that like zing. It's like a nerve pain. Oh um, just like when you, yeah, it hurts happens with these bleaching agents like peroxide. Underneath your enamel, the next layer is called your dentin. And the dentin has minerals in it, but it's also sort of fluid filled. And that fluid filled your dentin is like your cushion. So every time you bite, you don't feel anything because underneath your dentin is the pulp that houses both your nerves and your blood vessels. And so that dentin section of the tooth is extremely important. It has proteins in it and it has antimicrobial, antiviral, antifungal properties to it to keep your tooth clean. It also has minerals in it semi-hard or a little bit harder because obviously once your enamel starts to wear away, you don't want your tooth to crumble. What happens with peroxide, so that dentin layer is for um, everyone. Your dentin is bluish tinged, grayish tinged or yellow tinged so when your teeth become thin when your enamel becomes thin almost translucent so when you look at the at your teeth close up in the in the mirror and they they almost look translucent not like a white and you see either a bluish grayish or a yellowish tinge that is most likely because your enamel is super thin what you're seeing is your dentin how peroxide or the bleaching yeah So how peroxide or bleaching agents work to whiten your teeth is that they, I call it dehydrate your dentin. It pulls the moisture or the fluid out of the dentin layer because by pulling that out, it makes it more opaque and white instead of that tinge of bluish, grayish or yellowish. So in doing that, it's literally Weakening the infrastructure of your tooth it's not doing anything to fix the root cause I know you're big at root causes yeah, like me yeah. it's not doing any Yeah. it's not doing anything to fix the root cause of why your teeth are yellow or blue which would be the fact that your enamel has worn down thin so all it's doing is creating this false white and then over time your fluid starts because your body always goes back to normal has to re like hydrate your dentin and as it does that your teeth start to get that dingy look to them again and then that's why you have to go and do your peroxide treatment every two three months or whatever it is same thing in the dentist office when you go and have your teeth whitened in the dentist office they typically will do uv light a lot of times they'll do uv light which is not good um, with bleaching agents and they will use stronger bleaching agents in in a dental office So that's the problem. The other problem is that that bleaching agent will kill all of your healthy bacteria. So not only is it going to set you up for weak teeth, but it's also going to irritate your gum tissue, which means your gums are going to probably be inflamed or bleeding in spots, and your bacteria, you're killing all of everything. You're wiping it out. You're pretty much sterilizing your mouth. And because we're so exposed to har- the harmful bacteria and it takes a while to rebuild healthy bacteria, you are more susceptible to infections, disease, and all of the things that happen inside the mouth with, with it- um, the wrong bacteria, cavities,
0: gum disease. You know that was going to be my question. You have any yeah. Well, you answered yeah. them all, but but I, I was going to ask because it, <laughs> the first thing I think of with peroxide and bleach and all these things is is there goes our bacteria. And the way you described it is the way it happens throughout the body. If you get rid of all the bacteria based on our environment and our diet and everything else, you're going to bring back worse bacteria probably than what you had before. It's never going to get better. Unless you do something, um, all the things you talk about to improve that. It, but I was also just thinking, you know, we, we, we really focus on what we call the microbiome. And, and we say, you know, the biggest part of the microbiome is in our digestive tract. And then we say, and, and there's some in, you know, you're uh, on your skin in places. And there's, um, there's some in your mouth. And, and I got thinking, we should stop saying that. Your mouth is part of your digestive tract.
5: Yeah, 100%. Your gut starts inside your mouth.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we we shouldn't really, I mean, we can separate those two because we use different strategies, but it's really the same problem we're, we're working on. Bad bacteria in our mouth affects the rest of our health. It's really hard on our heart. Uh, there's a strong link oh, yeah. between bad bacteria in your mouth and, and cardiovascular issues. So, um, uh, you know, I'm glad we're, we're uh, approaching that this way. And it's just one more example of not only does our medical system and dental system not really take care of us and make us healthier, but it's as though they actively work to make us less healthy.
5: <laughs> I love how you said that. <laughs> you say it so much better than kinder than me. Yeah. it's, just, it's I call it death by design. Well, yeah,
0: there you, there you go. And that makes a good impact. I, I like that, too. Uh, but it, it really is just, and I don't know why after doing this for nine years and learning all this that I, I still get shocked by it. I, I guess I just don't understand how or why we ever created a system like this.
5: Well, and I totally agree. Uh, And that's the reason that I have stepped outside that box of what is everyone doing? I went to a seminar a long time ago. Uh, Gosh, it was probably 15, 20 years, or 16 years ago now. Um, My husband and I went, uh, Danny Johnson, was her name? And she I'll never forget what she said. Um, The one thing that sticks with me, and I, I play it over in my head periodically, is that you want to be a three percenter and to be a three percenter, you have to do the opposite of what 97% of the people are doing because 97% of the population is probably getting it wrong. Like look at them and look at what they look like. And do you want to look like 97 or feel like 97% of the population? Or do you want to be a three percenter and, and do the opposite and get different results?
0: You know, it, so it's, um, that's I don't mean to interrupt, but I want to jump in on that point right there. Um, yesterday, Mike, you know, a lot of days I kind of have, I wake up and I have a theme. You know, I try to post on social media, I try to have a theme for my show, try to educate on some topic every day. Yesterday, my theme was um, kind of living the contrarian model, which is what you just described. Don't do what 97% of the people are doing, be a contrarian, do the opposite. And my two examples that I use all the time, and one of them is really timely, right? Well, both of them are, actually. Um, you know, I, I've, I've made the joke that any time my, my cashier at the grocery, grocery store is trying to give me stock tips, it, it's time to get out of the market. When when mm-hmm. the average person on the street is investing, it's time to really look at you. And I don't mean getting out of the market and market timing and that kind of stuff, but it, it, it's time to realize that we are at the top of the market. That's the only time the average person gets excited about the stock market. So I think any halfway intelligent human knows that the way you make money on stocks or any investment is you buy them low and you sell them high, and yet everybody does it wrong. They buy high, they don't even think about buying stocks until everybody's excited about it. Then they start to go down and they panic, And they hold out as long as they can, but they just can't hold out anymore. And right around the bottom of the market, they sell. (laughs) And we should be doing the exact opposite. And then the other thing I I do a lot of consulting and helping people with is getting into business. Well, we just went through three of the best years in trucking we've ever seen. COVID was a little weird the first year of it, but COVID and a lot of other things created an incredible trucking market. Rates went through the roof. There was plenty of work everywhere. And guess what happened? The number of new carriers and new brokers in the industry skyrocketed. I, everybody. Now, we've had a good financial run in our economy since about 2011, 2012, as we came out of the last recession. Not a lot of people doing it then, but boy, when we got to the top everybody jumped in and now I'm dealing with the fallout trying to help people that are probably going to well they're already going bankrupt Um, and at the same time that I'm helping people try to figure out how to salvage their financial life from a business disaster I am encouraging people to start getting ready to get into business the best time to get in is the bottom have a plan that you know you can survive at the bottom and then everything else is just easy as you climb back to the top. Right. But it's totally contrarian okay. like you're talking about it's the opposite of what everybody else is doing and it it takes some courage to step out of that and and go against the the tide.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. I I totally agree. And that happened, like you said, it's like the three, it is like the 3%, you know, you can say 5%, 10% if you want. Um, The number doesn't matter. The the idea is look at what everyone's doing what everyone's excited about and then do the opposite. (laughs) opposite. And that goes for health, that goes for money, that goes for mental state, that goes for everything. And you will find yourself in a better position um, in the long run. And I, yeah. So, That's basically what I did when I created my company. And this device is the, you know, that we're talking about is the exact same thing. I looked at what everybody else is doing on the market. And I thought, that's not right. That's actually destroying oral health and down the road, creating cavities and gum disease. And then like you said, it's, you know, your oral health, and it's related to the inflammation in the mouth. It's related to the bacteria. When your, your gums, we talk about leaky gut syndrome. And when your gums get leaky, um, same thing, they're, they're inflamed. Um, pathogens can now enter into your gum tissue, which then is very vascular. So your bloodstream, the pathogens can get into your bloodstream. And then that blood travels to your heart, to your brain, to your kidneys, to every organ in your body. Um, and not. it's not filtered. It's not cleansed. It's, you know, contaminated because of the way that it was um these pathogens came in. So that's the link to heart disease. The pathogens found in plaque in the heart in the artery plaque is the same as the plaque in the mouth. So that's the connection. And even in um, Alzheimer's or uh, like the, the blood brain barrier gets compromised the exact same
0: way. I just had an aha moment. I don't know why I didn't make this connection before. I think you've even mentioned that on past shows, and I get it, but what I didn't, I didn't make the connection to leaky gut, and we just talked about the fact that our mouth is part of our digestive system. Leaky gums, it's the exact same thing as leaky gut, which is the the, the kickoff of almost every autoimmune condition, and it, it didn't dawn 100%. on me. You know, we talk about that, that leaky gut tends to occur in our small intestine. We only have one layer of cells, one tiny layer of cells that protect the the gut and keep everything in that's supposed to be in. And as soon as we compromise that one layer of cells with, with diet, primarily gluten and glyphosate and a bunch of other things we shouldn't be consuming, uh, it's no longer a solid barrier. Now those pathogens get through into the bloodstream. The, the, the immune system sees them and attacks them and creates antibodies against them. The problem is many of those look a lot like our cells. So if the pathogen yeah. that gets through tends to look like the cells in our joints, you will more likely get rheumatoid arthritis. If they look like cells in our thyroid, you'll get an autoimmune thyroid condition. And it... it when you were just describing it, I thought, this isn't different, it's exactly the same.
5: Yeah, and it's the same with... I say leaky, leaky gums might happen before leaky gut. Right. Those two are, you know, but leaky gums, leaky gut, and then between the two of them, because of that pathogen, the pathogens, the inflammation, and the auto, uh, you know, immune response leaky brain syndrome happens and now you've got the the blood brain barrier has been compromised so uh, ultimately it's that triad of those three and fixing the gut is extremely important but what i tend to notice is you can't completely heal the gut until you heal the mouth here's why the bacteria. So you're right. There's an ecosystem and it's all connected, but the mouth, the ecosystem in the mouth is completely different than the ecosystem in the gut. As far as the bacteria in the mouth, it's supposed to be alkaline. So the bacteria uh, is not, it doesn't need oxygen to survive. It's more of an anaerobic um, bacteria. If I'm, if I'm remembering correctly and it's, also alkaline by nature so it's going to keep And that alkalinity protects the enamel like i was saying acids wear away at the enamel your bacteria inside your mouth is supposed to protect your enamel from being worn down it also helps with your saliva your saliva when you secrete saliva i always say that's the um, body secretion no one's talking about and it's extremely important your saliva is supposed to have minerals in it now it's that whole hamster wheel if you've got gut problems leaky gut syndrome malabsorption syndrome Crohn's anything like that you have malabsorption, so you can be taking eating healthy food eating taking all the supplements and then you're just pooping them all out because your gut can't absorb them um, and so then your body becomes depleted and and when your your bloodstream becomes depleted it's going to take all of the nutrients that you have and send it to the top priority organs your brain your heart your teeth aren't top priority so your saliva starts to become depleted of the minerals that need are needed and the proteins and all the other good things in the saliva to prevent bacteria uh, infections and other types of things uh, be- your saliva becomes depleted of all these things so now it can't protect you so all in all the bacteria inside your mouth if you have unhealthy bacteria so if you suffer with bad breath Bad breath is the very first sign that you have the, an overgrowth of the harmful bacteria inside your mouth. Um, and if you have gum disease and cavities and things like that, what you're swallowing constantly. So everything that's inside your mouth, you swallow. It's kind of gross when you think about it. <laughs> everything is unless you swallow you swallow everything that lands inside your mouth and you know the mouth breathing the germs from the you know your water bottle that you're picking up from the air pollution or whatever somebody sneezes all of that ends up inside your mouth you swallow that but the harmful bacteria inside your mouth if it's not healthy goes to your gut and your gut is now acidic so that bacteria that's unhealthy loves an acidic environment so now what happens it thrives in your gut. And it's not the right bacteria. It's not the healthy probiotic bacteria that's breaking down your food. It's the bacteria that's attacking your digestive wall. So you know, that's the whole link. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and I, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I'm fascinated by this stuff. I love learning this. I just learned it's a couple new little pieces to this. And you know, we can make this unbelievably complicated. You start talking about the minerals and pretty soon we're we're heading down a bunch of rabbit holes. And, and, and I love this. But the beauty of all of this is no matter how complicated we make all of this or how complicated it really is, the answers are nice and simple. And, and we're going to talk about the answers right. here in a minute. You know, I, 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 I said this out of the blue one time. I had a... Uh, a doctor on the show with me, I can't remember which doctor it was. Uh, And we were talking about this and I said, you know, the human body is so incredibly complex when you start studying things like the Krebs cycle or or we could just go on and on and on and it almost never ends. And I said, that, but the beautiful thing is, no matter how complex the body might be, the owner's manual should only be one page. It's really not that difficult to live a healthy life. It could be described very easily. Uh, we start with diet, right. which is a big part of it. You're going to give us another piece. But I just had another thought. You know, earlier I had mentioned the blood-brain barrier. And think of all the mental health diseases we now have. And for a long time, I I was a little afraid of them. I, I, you know, and I don't treat people medically. I help people nutritionally, but I I didn't want to make any kind of, you know, claims that if you eat better, your brain's gonna work better. I I did in general, Um, but it's, it's easy now to see some of the connections. And why we now have so many people, children suffering from anxiety that's just through the roof, uh, anxiety and depression, people with bipolar, and then as we get older, the brain diseases of Alzheimer and dementia, and it just goes on and on, and it's getting much worse. It's not getting better at all, but there's, there's at least two big factors here going on. You, you just and, and it both have to do with the bacteria that starts in our mouth. You mentioned the blood brain barrier, mm-hmm. that's a big one. Now you just mentioned that the, the bacteria in our mouth negatively affecting the bacteria in our gut, and we now know that somewhere between eighty and ninety percent of the neurotransmitters we need for a healthy brain are built in our gut by bacteria. Yeah. And if we have the wrong bacteria, we don't end up with the right neurotransmitters. And drugs never fix that problem, just like they don't fix anything else.
5: Never. No. No. Wow. No. I know. I know. I always say, and, you know, don't get me wrong. Medications are, you know, in my opinion, medications are there to get you over a hump. The problem is for most, you know, medical practitioners, there is no hump. It rushed a straight line. (laughs) You know, they're not looking for the root cause and getting you off of that. And so that's where, as a consumer, as a human, we have to take the responsibility and say, okay, let me do my research. I'm on X, Y, Z. How do I get off of this? What could the root cause be? How do I fix the root cause? And like you said, diet, switching your diet and getting some exercise and doing some sort of brain relieving actually like, like meditation yes. um, or something like that. Right. Those three things can change your life.
0: Uh, absolutely. You know,
5: drastically. Yeah. And yeah. It, and it's, you know, eating healthy is something that um, it's not hard to do. Once you start doing it, you see the, the impact of it and you start to feel the results. It's easier to not go back to eating unhealthy uh, a lot
0: of times. You know, it's been our focus for about nine years, still a big focus. We have, you know, wandered off into these other areas now that are also really beneficial, including this one. But, um, you know, the the tribe here, they've heard the diet thing. They know how I feel. We talk about it all the time. And exactly what you just said, Um, the testimonials we get here every single day now about dietary changes, just incredible life-changing like nothing else that people experience. And you're right. Very, very few people go back. If you get it right, Mm -hmm. you see the results. Very few people go back. So um, Trina, I could talk all day with you about stuff like this. I (laughs) I just, I just love what I learned, but um, let's get onto the solution. What are we, what are we, uh, what are we going to be talking about today? And why is this such a great thing?
5: Yeah. So my real white teeth whitening system that I say does more than just whiten your teeth, it's going to help because of the red and blue light. So the device itself is a mouthpiece and it has a silicone mouth guard on it that you, you can remove that to clean clean the mouth guard. Um, but the, the, the technology of red and blue light inside the mouth, when we talk about bacteria and inflammation, those are the two root causes of basically what starts the cascade of disease. So the bacteria wears down the enamel, wears down the gum tissue, and then the gums become leaky and then pathogens can get into the body. So what I really wanted to do with this device was create a way to heal the gum tissue or help promote the integrity of the gums or keep them healthy for someone who has healthy gums and prevent that breakdown in the gum tissue and the bacteria. So, let me walk you through. So, this device has a total of 32 lights on it, 16 blue and 16 red. So, the red light, like we talked about earlier, the red light increases blood flow, reduces inflammation and improves collagen production, which is all three of those things when you're talking about gum tissue is extremely important in healing the gums. If you can increase blood flow, you increase oxygen and nutrient delivery, and you also increase detoxification because the other part of the process of healing isn't just getting blood flow or getting oxygen and nutrients to the tissue. It's getting rid of waste. If you can't get rid of waste, you've just got a congested tissue that Stays inflamed. So by increasing blood flow, you're going to help decongest the, the gum tissue, reduce the inflammation, and then the collagen is extremely important because that's going to help with the integrity of, you, you know, getting from the leaky gums um, and having a better integrity of the gum tissue. So that's what red light does. Um, it's pretty easy, pretty, you know, self-explanatory, especially when you understand what red light does. People can tell a difference pretty quickly, and I've even had some biological dentists who have had their customers or their clients using red light therapy or blue red and blue in their mouth and so they say they can tell that they, they either their gums heal very quickly or much quicker than people that don't use it and they can tell the people that use like red light therapy in their mouth so it's very um it's very useful the second one the blue light the blue light is uh, really interesting because it has to do with bacteria the bacteria the harmful bacteria so When you look at the healthy and the the harmful bacteria, the difference being, you know, one thrives on oxygen, one doesn't need it, one um, is alkaline, the other one is acidic, but there's another little difference. The harmful bacteria has this little portion to it, I call it like a heme portion, it's some little um, element inside the bacteria that Harvard did a study, now healthy bacteria doesn't have this, but The harmful bacteria does. Harvard did a study. When exposed to the right wavelength of blue light, that piece explodes. And when that explodes, it literally kills the bacteria. The nice thing, what I didn't mention, if you're not familiar with light therapy, light therapy penetrates into the tissue. Now, red light penetrates a little bit deeper. Uh, Blue light penetrates a little bit, just not much, but a little bit that's extremely important too, because it's not just hitting the surface, it's actually able to get a little bit between the teeth or into the pockets of the, te- the, te- the gums, between the gums and the teeth as well. But when you talk about killing the bacteria, I mean, imagine putting blue light inside your mouth and all that harmful bacteria is just popping. When I put it in my mouth, I, I think of popcorn and I'm like, oh, it's gross, yeah. but it's like, it's so satisfying to know that that harmful bacteria is like wiping them out. And because the healthy bacteria doesn't contain that piece, it doesn't hurt the healthy bacteria. So what you're left with is the healthy bacteria inside the mouth. So that's how the red and the blue light work. The, the gel itself, and by the way, you can do only red. You can do a treatment with only blue, or you can do a blend, a, a mix, of the 32 lights. And most people just do the 32 lights. They do the red and blue together. So, um, But the gel that I created... Now, remember, peroxide wears down your enamel. It creates more acid in the mouth and it's going to dehydrate the dentin. So it's literally destroying your teeth and your gum tissue. What I wanted to do is get to the root cause of why teeth get yellow or look yellow, which would be your enamel is wearing thin. The thinner your enamel, the less, the more dingy your teeth look. And I wanted to whiten the teeth in a different way. So I created a gel that is bleach and chemical free or toxin free. And I use ingredients like olive oil, essential oils. Essential oils are great at removing stains. They're great at supporting a healthy bacteria. Um, they're good for a lot of reasons. Um, I'm sure you guys have talked a lot about essential oils. They're right. you know b- good for the immune system, good for all sorts of blood flow, all of that good stuff. So, But I also add um, clay. The clay, just like my dental products, the tooth powder has... Um, the minerals in it to remineralize those pits in your teeth to rebuild the enamel, lay down the bricks or the foundation and get the enamel getting thicker. So my whitening piece of it is a, the piece that is going to take a little bit longer if your teeth, if your enamel is really thin. So you might not notice a whitening effect effect as quickly as you would with uh, peroxide, but your teeth aren't going to crumble either. Um, And it's going to be actually, strengthening your teeth making them stronger because the thicker your enamel the stronger your teeth and the whiter they will look my my gel is designed to remove surface stains so if you're a coffee drinker red wine um red sauce you know those types of things tea that stain the teeth it will remove the surface stains of that um it's the rebuilding of enamel that will take a little bit longer so some people see you know a good whitening effect very quickly because they drink a lot of coffee Um, and then it takes a little while to see more whitening because of the, the rebuilding, the enamel phase. So the treatment, the device comes with 20, it comes with 10 gels that have 20 treatments total. What we recommend is when you get the kit, you do five treatments a week for four weeks. And then after the four weeks, and this is one of those put, make it a habit. You don't have to do it five days a week unless you still feel like you need to progress. Us with, you know, the enamel or, you know, the um, microbiome, y- you can cut back to two, a lot of people will cut back to three, two or three treatments a week, and then ultimately get down to one or two treatments a week. But it's one of those things that I call it, it's lifestyle. And it's, it's something you want to continuously do on a weekly basis to stay in that habit and do it, make it a habit, connect it to something else. Um, Some people do it when they're – one of my favorite. I had a woman message me and she goes, oh, my gosh, I love this new device. I do it when I'm making dinner because I am constantly putting things in my mouth. And by the time I sit down to eat, I'm not hungry, but I eat anyway and I overeat. So I do this while I'm making dinner. I can't snack. Because the device is in your mouth, you can't talk, you can't eat. Those are the two things you can't do and your kids will figure that out quickly.
0: <laughs>
5: but, um, but but they can't. you can't yell at them. Uh, but uh, yeah, you connect it to something. So checking your emails, watching TV, driving some people do it on their commute to work, connecting it to something and just doing it. Uh, but the gel has um, nano hydroxyapatite in it as well, which is also in the tooth powder. So, lay down the foundation remineralize the teeth quickly
0: excellent love the description very clean simple easy to understand couple favorite points for me um exploding bad bacteria i I just loved that (laughs) i just loved that whole visual let, let's just annihilate the visual, bad bacteria. Right? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good visual. Um, a wonderful explanation. Makes total sense with everything we know about light therapy and, and adding the blue light now makes sense to me. Uh, I, I wasn't real clear on that. I, I was really waiting to hear that explanation, and that makes total sense. Um, the system is, 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 it just really, really works. And this is the next level of the system. I was on our website this morning, our our tribe website, and we already have a testimonial. Somebody already found it before we even talked about it. They've been using it, and they absolutely love it. Um, My wife used it, Lisa. I have not used it yet. I've been waiting, and now I'm going to when I get home. I'm gonna start so I can see my results. Uh, My wife, Lisa, has, she had probably some of the Best dental care available, what we thought was the best. You know, lots of dental visits, lots of cleanings, braces at one point, everything taken care of when it was supposed to be taken care of. She did exactly what they told her to do. And her dental health was horrible as an adult. And she struggled with it. And this is the first system, the first change she has ever seen. Uh, no matter what she tries, she got incredible results from the base system the detox kit and then the light even more I mean the more healing you know the the uh, interesting thing and I'm sure you hear this all the time she went back to her traditional dentist who I have to say for a dentist they're wonderful I mean everything about them other than they're, they're doing a lot of things wrong but if you compare them to the rest of the dentist they were wonderful uh, they noticed. Oh, look, you know, everything's working. Your your gums are getting healthier. And, and you know, you almost hate yeah. to tell them. Um, yeah, except it, it's not the stuff you've been telling me to do all these years that are working. It, it's, it's something new. So uh, we're so excited about this, Trina. Thank you so much for joining us. Do we have, um, I should know this. It's just, uh, I got to go back and look, see if we have any kind of special we're doing today
5: absolutely yeah you guys have some holiday special pricing going on
0: yeah we do so uh I, i'll share that with everybody later that's um it's not the really important stuff um okay maybe i'm getting the the details here okay. um <laughs> oh yes oh this is a really big bonus 20 percent off the um the, mm-hmm. the red blue led teeth whitening system uh 20 off that's pretty awesome so Get over there and get it. This is just one of those things you shouldn't even think about. It's so easy. It's so powerful. Oh, I know the other thing I wanted to say. You were talking about making a habit of this, and, and we, I, I teach habits, and what you described was, you know, do it when you cook, do it at this time. That's what we call a trigger. And it's the, the only way you're ever going to successfully create a habit is by tying it to a trigger, something you already do every day. Uh, my supplements in the morning, they go in my coffee because I hate taking supplements. I always forget it. I always put them off, but I drink coffee every morning. So once that trigger said, oh, you're having coffee, take your supplements. Then I started putting them in there. uh, That's a powerful strategy. And that's really what you described, a trigger leading to a habit.
5: Yeah. And it it just keeps you um, on target and on track because consistency is key we know that with any type of health anything you're trying to heal whether it's diabetes or heart disease any anything consistency is key if you eat healthy for three days and then you go off the wagon for three you're not gonna see the results you're just not um, you consistency is key you you stay on on your healthy diet and then you see results you can start to you know like I said drop and not do it quite as often, but continue to keep it with that trigger, like you said, um, so that it's just on top of mine and every day you can go, do I need it today? No, I feel good. The other piece of it is, with the red and the blue LED lights, this is something that um, the red and blue light, so after you've done, or you can do an additional treatment. So I always get this question. This is a good question that people have asked. Can I do more than one treatment a day? And the answer is absolutely. There is no harm in red and blue light therapy the gel has nothing in it that's going to be harmful as well if you're gonna do more than one treatment a day you don't necessarily need to do the gel twice a day what I've recommended is that people take the gum drops it comes in the kit the the detox kit the gum drops and or you can take olive oil if you don't have the gum drops I, I like olive oil and rub that on your gums and then you can just do a five minute red light treatment five to ten minute you don't even have to do a full, treatment. And even with the blue light, it's going to be beneficial to pop it in and do another five to 10 minutes. When you're traveling, especially when you're traveling on an airplane, you're exposed to so much stuff. I always have, I actually have a separate device in my travel stuff just so I don't forget it. Because when I get on the airplane, you know, a lot of times after you travel, you end up with a cold. Some people yeah. get, you know, mm-hmm. cold or the flu. Yeah. Because um, you run down and you're exposed to all that stuff. So, I will put the the device in my mouth and I'll just do a full treatment with the gel and everything. Um, Every time I jump on an airplane, it it just helps keep my mouth healthy and get rid of any, you know, of the harmful bacteria that I'm being exposed to.
0: Another great tip. Trina, wonderful morning. What a great way to go into the holiday. We have something else to be grateful for. And uh, I want to thank you as always for joining us.
5: Well, thank you. I, you know, anytime, I just love what you guys are doing, the impact that you guys are making and, um, you know, have a, have a great Thanksgiving everybody and, um, you know, turkey's healthy. So eat as much turkey, just stay away from the, the sugary stuff as much as you can. It's not
0: easy. I, absolutely. But, you yeah. yeah. E- eat all the deviled eggs you want, eat all the turkey you want. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more, but, uh, again, Trina, thanks so much. And I'm sure we're going to have you back again. I'll look forward to it.
5: All right. Thanks. Hi, right,
0: thanks, Kevin. All right. Take care. Happy travels. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Oh, okay. So uh, let me take a, just a moment here to reset. That was pretty incredible. Um, we will. I just got to note we don't have the gel pad stock soon. They are going to be in the store very soon, though. So uh, we we are working on getting everything you need for the system. Get the 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 red blue light system. You will not regret it, I promise. This is a uh, this is a game changer for a lot of people. If you got good results from the detox kit, you're going to get fantastic results when you add the light. I think everybody here knows I'm a, a big believer in light therapy, and this is another great use of it. The whole idea now in my mind of leaky gums, boy, I, I just wonder if some of our some of our tougher cases, people that we've struggled we, we get some results we don't get all the results we want. Um, this is going to be added to my troubleshooting list. If you have leaky gums it it may be what's blocking us from uh, from getting results. All right I am uh, I, I am going to possibly torture you here. I, I told you when I decided that I wanted to create a really good, keynote speech that I could take out to the industry and and when I get invited to speak and when I go to events, I want a good keynote that I can just walk up on stage and deliver. I I don't have to think about writing something new. I don't think to think about practicing something. So this is round two. This one's gonna be much shorter than the first one. I'm not doing a full keynote here. Um, all I'm going to do is kind of explain to you where some of these ideas came from. Kind of give you an idea of of the the lessons I'm talking about. And then if I like the way it goes, if I get good feedback, then I will probably start to work these in to the last keynote that I um, presented. And what I'm looking for, is a keynote that on the fly I could adjust between 30 and 60 minutes. Those are typical times that you're given when uh, on a keynote, usually never less than 30. You really shouldn't go more than 60. So this is part of the process for me. And having the pressure like right now of just doing it live, and this one has not been practiced. I, I was thinking through most of this stuff as I was driving from uh, – from Fleet Air Filter up here, got in a couple hours this morning and then um, sat down and wrote these notes. So bear with me on this one. Um, And then we will go to calls and questions. So if you want to line those up now, you can. And uh, as soon as I I imagine, this isn't going to take me more than 15 or 20 minutes. Sometimes I say that and it goes longer. But uh, like I said, I, I really haven't had time to work on this. And honestly, what it is, it, a lot of this has occurred because of this trip, and, and you'll understand as I, I go through this. Um, I think I mentioned earlier that, you know, some of this is, is kind of bittersweet for me right now, this trip. I'm, I'm so glad that I took it, and some incredible things have happened, but I really do miss being home. I miss Lisa. I miss Diesel. I, I miss uh, the homestead. So we're we're getting close. I'm only uh, about two weeks away from getting home now. I, I do have one more. Well, I have a couple more events. I've got the um, the Nastic Nest training on December eighth. Then I will get on the road early the morning of December 9th, and I need to get into Boise uh, sometime on the twelfth in order to speak to their sales team on the thirteenth. Uh, luckily, Boise is right on the way. I would go home anyway, and then when I leave there, I can finally head home. I'm looking forward to it. Um, With that said, one of the things that has happened, I talked a little bit about this in the beginning. I I talked about, you know, the resistance, um, the book, Do the Hard Work, and um, The War of Art. And how the the more important your mission is, the more likely the resistance is to show up and it'll be stronger. And I, I talked about that. I'm not going to go through that again. But it but it's continued. I mean, this has not been an easy trip in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I'm still struggling with, uh, uh, with low body batteries and low HRV and not recovering. And I, I'm positive now I'm not going to be able to recover till I finish this trip and get home. Luckily, with a really strict carnivore diet, uh, it's not really affecting most of my day. I mean, I get through most of my day with tons of energy. Uh, I was working late last night. I, I've worked more on this trip than ever because I'm by myself, there's nothing much else to do. So one of the things that's really occurred, and, and it led me to this, this piece I want to do right now, Like I said, I'm not really going to deliver it like a keynote. Parts of it will, but I'm kind of going to explain it as I go, which I wouldn't do if I were delivering a keynote. So this idea occurred to me because another idea kept, like, nibbling at the back of my mind. Have you ever had that happen? You just have this thought, and it just kind of won't go away. You notice it's always kind of there in your subconscious lurking around. And that's what was happening. And it was an odd thought. I couldn't figure out why this kept coming up in my mind. I've talked about it before, maybe you've heard me talk about it. It's this research that shows a a really strong correlation. The first time I saw this was about money, about net worth. And the, the research was that your net worth will very likely be the average net worth of the five people you spend the most time with. Now, as soon as I heard that, I thought, okay, is this cause or effect? Is it, do I end up with that net worth because of the people who are around me and I spend the most time with, or is it the opposite? Is it the fact that I spend time with those people because we have the same net worth? It's probably a little of both. I've also seen it correlated to weight the correlation isn't as strong in weight as it is uh, in net worth, but there's a lot of research that can show your weight will probably be very close to the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And if you start to look around, you can certainly see this, especially with the net worth. So, but I kept thinking, why is this? Thought popping up in my head. Why am I thinking about this? It's not that big of a deal. It's, I've mentioned it a couple times, but I don't see any huge lesson in there. And then last night, um, I, I went to bed really early because I knew I was going to get up early, slept about two hours, and then woke up with the, the idea. That's when it first started, was last night. So I wrote a bunch of notes about this. Here's what I, I, I was looking at this trip and and the things that have occurred and the things that have changed. And if you saw the post I put up today, I said my Thanksgiving special was going to be five relationships and five life lessons. For me, these are the five people who have been most influential in my life. Now, I'm, I'm accepting Lisa because Lisa is the most influential person in my life. And she has been in many ways since I was 15 and met her the first time under the hood of a car. I think I've told that story. Um, but in in business and and people, not my family, these have been the most influential. And I started thinking about what was the most important thing that I learned from each one of these people. When I put all, all five things together, it's clear that all five people on this list exhibit all five of these traits, but the each one I was able to attribute to an individual. And then I'm going to throw in a bonus six person in here somewhere. So with that in mind, here's really what uh, uh, what I'm looking at as far as a a kind of a core piece of a good keynote speech. So here are the lessons that that I'm going to get out of this. the The five lessons that I learned, from the five most influential people in my life. And those are get out of your comfort zone, find your big why, live in gratitude, discover your uniqueness, and then the last one, exploit your uniqueness in the service of others. And what I want to do is I want to go through kind of in order a little bit. It was interesting, the order that I put the lessons in fell right in line with the order of me meeting these people. I thought that was kind of unique, with one exception, and that's going to be on this first one here, and I'll tell you what it is. There are two people in the first one, our our bonus. So uh, now I want to talk about each lesson. So the first lesson, get out of your comfort zone. (sighs) Oh, you know what? I should... I don't know if I should tell you the five people up front. These are the kind of things I want to work on. You can have a different impact just by moving some information around. Uh, No, I'm just going to tell you each person as I give you the lesson, and and you can keep track of the five or six people I'm going to mention here. So get out of your comfort zone. It's Brent Hutto, um, now with truckstop.com. And the reason is, and Brent Brent is a... um, A very strong example of all five of these lessons. But for me, the one that I always kind of think about, Brent, when I think about this is get out of your comfort zone. The reason being, and I've told this story many times, I'm going to tell a very short version of all of these stories. Uh, It was 1999. I knew that I needed to get out in front of people in the industry if I was going to grow uh, my accounting company at the time and, and helping owner operators. I needed to get out in front of people. The problem was my biggest fear was was public speaking. I, I was terrified. It made me physically ill to even think about it. And um, I really didn't know Brent yet, but I got invited to speak uh, at the first ever Overdrive Partners in Business Seminar. And I really didn't get invited to speak. I got invited to be on a panel. They hired a speaker. The quick version of the story is the speaker bombed um, and I I was presented with an opportunity with no time to think about it whatsoever. And Brent was just telling the story to somebody at the uh, F3 conference, I think we were. And Brent said, I watched the transformation happen in Kevin on stage. And the transformation he's talking about is when I was sitting there at that panel table I was a nervous wreck, and it was probably obvious to everybody. And the transformation happened when the speaker bombed. I was put on the spot, and I had to step up, and and I did. And I, I walked up on stage, and I took the mic, and I asked people if they had any questions. I could not have presented any material right there if you would have put a gun to my head. I couldn't think of a thing to say, I couldn't think of a thing to to uh, present. I wasn't supposed to present, so I didn't have any material. But all of a sudden, I was the one standing up on stage holding the microphone. So I, 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 I don't know, instinct, something. I asked for questions. I don't remember exactly because I was I was really in, uh, oh, kind of a I don't know. Um, I, I don't remember a lot of what happened. Uh, Brent has told me a lot of it. Um, But I stood up on that stage for about two and a half or three more hours, answering questions. And then another crazy thing happened. On the way home from that trip, it was at the Louisville Truck Show. I was flying back to Orlando, and I had a Barron's Magazine with me that I had been reading. And one of the articles in Barron's Magazine, this was 1999, was about satellite radio. It wasn't really out yet, but it was getting close. And I had, that was the first time I had the idea of, you know, I just stood on stage and answered questions for three hours and I wasn't even ready. And I really, really liked it. And, and that was the transformation that Brent watched. He watched me go from being a nervous wreck, not knowing what to say, to a confident presenter up on the stage answering questions. In, in minutes, it happened. And I felt it. And that, that was what gave me the idea. If I can stand up on stage and, and I can answer these questions and I can help people, satellite radio would be an awesome tool. And here, here we are today. I don't need satellite radio anymore. Uh, and I'm still answering questions three hours a day. Uh, so that was the, the, the lesson I learned there about getting out of your comfort zone. And we could even tie that into my stress protocol. The whole point of the stress protocol is to get uncomfortable and then to try to learn how to be comfortable while you're uncomfortable. So there's that tie-in. And then there's another tie-in. This is our our bonus man, the sixth man here that uh, I'm going to mention. and His name happens to be Don Man, the ex-Navy SEAL, member of SEAL Team 6. So he's our, our bonus sixth man today. Um, I learned two lessons from Don, but one of them was about comfort zone. The first one, which is a part of why I'm, I'm doing the whole keynote thing anyway, is to, to just set bigger goals. That we all set our goals way too small. And, you know, Don's idea is that you're not going to live your best life unless you set big goals and then get comfortable with the pain you are going to experience when you set out to achieve those goals. So all of that tied in um, really well for me. And by the way, Brent was the first real relationship I built in trucking and and I don't, maybe it's a coincidence, I kinda doubt it, but uh, when I leave here today, I'm about uh, an hour and a half away from Brent's home in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Brent and I have known each other since 99. We've traveled together. We've done tons and tons of seminars and events together. He's now with truckstop.com. He was with Randall Riley and Overdrive Magazine for a long time. Um, Now with Truckstop, we we are working on projects. In all that time, I've never been to Brent's home. Brent and his family have been to ours, and it was absolutely wonderful. Brent has five kids, and they are just some of the best kids. Uh, They're just incredible. They're young adults now, many of them, Um, and they're just incredible people. But this will be the first chance that uh, I have to spend some time with Brent and his family at their home. Uh, I have an invitation to to hang out with them this afternoon and then have dinner with them tonight. And then I will uh, head into Nashville tomorrow. I'll talk about that in a little bit. So, lesson number one, get out of your comfort zone. Um, I learned that really well from Brent Hutto. The next lesson, find your big why. I just posted about this um, a, a longer piece that I wrote about this as far as, as getting started in the industry, getting started as an owner-operator. Um, find your big why first. If you find a big enough why, you will always figure out the hows. If you are struggling in any project and, and whatever you're doing isn't working all that well, stop what you're doing and go back and find a why. And if you say, well, I already know why, well, then go back and find a bigger Why? You've got to find a big enough why that it motivates you to figure out the how. And if you get a big enough why, I promise you, you will figure out the how. Now, I've talked about Bruce before. Uh, Bruce is the most curious man I know. Uh, I have spent a lot of time with Bruce, not nearly as much lately as we used to. Um, Lisa and I have traveled, traveled many times um, for sometimes weeks at a time with him and Debbie. Bruce is the most curious man I know. He will ask anybody anything, and he does it all the time. In the beginning, he used to kind of shock me with some of the questions he would ask people, either, like, sometimes really personal or or kind of odd, like, why would you think to ask that, Bruce? But he does, and because of it, he's, he's gathered an incredible wealth of knowledge, and he's a very interesting person to talk to because he's curious, and now he... He knows all these things, and and he just never stops. I, I remember a time we were in Colorado. We were way up at altitude. We were all riding uh, four wheelers, and there was hardly anybody else around. We hadn't seen anybody on the trail all day. We were getting ready to stop for lunch, and we ran into a couple other people on four wheelers, and we all stopped and we started talking. Within a couple minutes of meeting this people, out of the blue, Bruce says, "So, are you in trucking?" And I thought to myself. That's just an odd question to ask somebody. But that's Bruce. To, to Bruce, everything is the owner-operator world and trucking and trucks. And, and they weren't in trucking, by the way. The odds are they probably wouldn't be. Um, they weren't. But then Bruce went on to ask him what they do, and, and he, he learned something like he always does. So Bruce asks a ton of little whys. Why do you do that? Why, why do you do it like this? Why don't you do it like that? I've talked about the power of why. It's the most, Im- I think it could be the most important word in the English language if you want to learn. Just keep asking why. Act like a three-year-old. Remember having three-year-olds? Why? And you give them an answer. But why? But, but why? It can be kind of annoying, but it's, a, it's an incredible way to learn. And Bruce also understands his big why. Uh, Bruce has known, it, it, you might ask Bruce this question and he, he might not even be able to answer it. I'm not sure. But once I explained it to him, he he would definitely answer it. He's known his big why for a long time. Bruce does everything he does to serve the owner operator world. I've never seen anybody more dedicated, including myself, to the owner operator world than Bruce. He's really stuck with it. It's always been his market. He's never really messed with fleets, doesn't want to. And I have never seen anybody. Anybody, especially a CEO of a company, CEO, founder, owner of a company that's as busy as his is, I've never seen somebody in that position spend as much time on the phone with his customers, with his owner, operator, and small fleet customers as Bruce. It is nonstop. When we travel, he's always on the phone. When we're at events, he's always on the phone. And he doesn't make any excuses for it. It's what he does, and it's his big why. It's why he does what he does. And he's such a great example of it. So for that reason, uh, Bruce is the person who, who taught me that lesson most significantly. Have a big why, and then have a million little whys. The next lesson uh, was a big, is a big part of the keynote that I'm writing, And when I talk about the next two, um, I, I really look at everybody on this list and everybody on the list exhibits these two traits in spades, hands down. But I really thought long and hard about who do I think I learned the most from or who do I think really kind of personifies this lesson the most. And the lesson is to live in gratitude. That was the theme of my, my keynote. It is the theme of my keynote, and, and all of this fits into that well. Live in gratitude. The, the relationship that has taught me the most about this, and, and this is an interesting relationship, I've known this person quite a while, long time. I've spent lots of time with them before in the past, not so much in the last several years, and we always, always had great conversations. We have so many things in common, and we had great conversations. Um, I just recently got to spend a lot of time with them again, and it was a very, very different experience. All of our conversations in the past have been good, uh, but they've been more topics, you know, it, things we agree on, hobbies, uh, it's just, you know, general relationship building kind of stuff. This time, um, I spent hours and hours in in deep conversations, and and we had never really done that before, and it was it was powerful. Um, and that person is David Counts from Fleet Air Filter. David and I have a lot in common. We're about the same age. Grew up in the same era. Had a lot of the same hobbies: uh, body shop, Mastercraft boats, Bruce's. Yeah, Bruce has got the boat thing, but he was a correct craft guy, so I have to excuse him for that. Um, David counts, and I know which boat to own it's a master craft so that that had been our past conversations, good conversations we you know talked about trucks and engines and all that stuff, but this time it it was a completely different experience. um David and I spent a lot of time just him and i we didn't. I didn't see anything except a little bit of the new building. I only went in the office for about 30 seconds once. I did not go back to the RV shop at all. Normally, when I'm there, I spend all my time in the garage talking to the mechanics, looking at what they're doing, what, what everybody's building, what new you know, custom hot rod race car David might be building. Not this time. I, I never got to it. I, I was either sleeping, doing the show, or David and I were talking one-on-one, and the conversations were, were much deeper, much more meaningful. And what I've always kind of known about David, but what really came out this time is that David really is the best example I know of living in gratitude. David is just absolutely grateful for everything he has, and he's accomplished a lot. But he's, he's just, he just has that mindset of gratitude. And, and the mindset of gratitude does lead, lead you to serve others. And David's outstanding at that. Um, he, he runs multiple businesses very successfully. And I just don't know how he finds the time because he is hands-on in every one of them. But he's, he's, he lives in gratitude. He's a, a great example of that lesson. Which leads me to the next lesson, which is um, I, I'm going to break this lesson down into two parts because two different people really kind of um, help me understand this. The first one, the first person is Larry Wingett. And I, I, I've talked about this line many times. Um, it was in my open when I was on Sirius. It will be in my open if I ever get around to finishing opens for our shows now. And that line was discover your uniqueness, and the second part is exploit it in the service of others, which I'll talk about next. So, Larry Winget is the only one, well, Larry and Don Mann are are the two on this list that are not directly involved in the trucking industry, Uh, but Larry has had a huge impact up until the time he retired on trucking, Um, and not just through me. Um, The first time I met Larry was at a trucking conference He had already been on my show once. Um, We both got invited to speak at a trucking event. And I didn't know he was getting invited. He didn't know I was getting invited until we saw the itinerary. And then Lisa reached out to him and set up the in-person meeting. And um, that was really the start of us building a relationship. And um, Larry and I went on to become good friends. We shared the stage together many times. He became our keynote speaker at the CMC. Uh, every year at the c m c Larry and I would do a event that I absolutely loved. We'd both get up on stage and and we'd just call it ask Larry and Kevin anything and we had a lot of fun with it um Larry and I created a business uh course together called Taking Care of Business that I had a lot of fun doing with him um but he really really made me understand the concept of discovering your uniqueness what what are you? good at? What's your superpower? And for me, it didn't take me long to figure it out. It was um, evident uh, on the transformation on stage. I am good, very good, at taking lots and lots of information and data and complicated concepts, reading and studying them and working with them until I really understand them, I really know them, and then simplifying them and teaching them to others. And it, it, it's really what our entire business here at Let's Truck is built on. I, that that's the model we build everything on. That that uniqueness, and we we encourage our employees to discover their own u- uniqueness, and we try to give them the freedom to then use that uniqueness in the service of our customers. And I, I think it is the the golden rule if you want to be successful in business, discover your uniqueness and then exploit it in the service of others, which is the next and final lesson, serving others. Now, remember, I've been going through these these people that I've met in the trucking industry chronologically, and so far they've been in order and they're going to stay in order. My most recent relationship in trucking may very well turn out to be the biggest and most powerful. It might have the most impact on our tribe and on the industry. I, I really believe it will. Now, it doesn't mean the other relationships aren't important. I wouldn't be here without the others. But the um, when I got to meet David Owen uh, on this trip, I met him once before a long time ago at the truck show. We talked one other time on the phone. Um, that's been it in 35 years. We've been in the industry just about the same amount of time. We do a lot of the same things for a slightly different audience. But, I, you know, David and I talked about it. I I think the reason both of us never really pushed any kind of a, a partnership or collaboration was because, in a sense, there was always that background feeling that we were competitors, but we were doing a lot of the same things. And it, 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 there was just that that little bit of wariness on both of our parts that um, maybe I'll just stay in my lane and keep my head down and, and do the things I do. And uh, I'm so grateful for David reaching out, kind of saying, yeah, we, we might be competitors, but we don't want to compete against each other. And I felt the exact same way. And, um, you know, David looked at the pattern that I was the single truck owner-operator guy. That was my market, my sweet spot. He was the, you know, if they had to pick a sweet spot, it was probably 20 truck fleets. A couple of things have happened over these years and decades. Uh, my one truck guys have become fleets. Some of them pretty reasonable size. Um, lots of the 15, 20, 25 truck fleets that, that have been with us for a long time and grew the fleet with us. And David realized our, our markets are, are coming together. And we might end up competing against each other. And instead of either ignoring that or backing away from it or or trying to figure out how to compete against us, he reached out. And I'm so glad he did. And he said, let's work together. Let's figure out if there are any conflicts, any places we're directly competing. And if there are, can we work around them? Can we come up with a solution? And then let's, let's put Put our knowledge together, our brains together, our systems, our, our, our companies, and, and come up with ways to serve this industry better. Sorry, my throat's uh, still giving me a little bit of an issue. So David and I immediately started talking, and our first conversation on the phone was probably three hours. Uh, both of us have said we should press the record button every time we talk. There's a lot of good material in there, but, but we'll, it, it's not like we're going to forget it. So with that, I got the invitation to come down here and speak. I spent a lot of time with David. David opened up the entire company to me, introduced me to all of his employees, his business partners, his family. Um, And during the event, I spent a lot of time with him. And then he was um, gracious enough to invite me down to his kind of his getaway after big events and stressful times, he has a home in Destin. And he invited some really interesting industry people down there that I had never met. Um, so I built a couple more relationships over that. We, we all stayed in the house for the weekend. Um, you can really get to know people pretty quickly uh, when you live with them in close quarters like that. Not really close quarters, it's a big house. Um, but we spent a lot of time together. Most of that time I did spend in fairly deep conversations with David Owen. And from that, one of the things that became, I hope my throat holds up here. Let me try drinking something. One of the things that I, that I noticed became apparent very quickly, that David may be one of the best examples of serving others that I've ever seen. And if you would have asked me about that, you know, when I first started talking to David, I I doubt that that would have come to mind. I thought of him really kind of as this really hard driving business sales guy, um, built an incredible organization from nothing. But But in reality, and I shouldn't be surprised by this, this is how you build incredible organizations like that. You serve others. David just doesn't serve his customers. He serves everybody around him. I just watched this over and over all weekend in his stories. He serves his customers. He serves his employees. He serves his family, a, a big extended family. He, he served us as, as guests in his home. Uh, he was always, always thinking about somebody else's welfare, making sure people were comfortable, that they were having fun, and, and he's just so generous with his time and his knowledge and um, I just got a message. We might have an internet issue. I think it's me actually muting the mic so I can kinda clear my throat. Um, so I, I it may not be the internet at all. <clears throat> so David is is David Owen from Nastic is is my my example and the person who's had the most influence on me in a very short period of time, um, you know, less than six months, and most of it in, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, David is just an awesome example of serving others. So, you know, the end of my keynote, I have decided, uh, and that's the five lessons and the five people, by the way, that that's kind of the, the big picture. It's what I've got right now. I, I would probably expand that out to taking up about, um, oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe a little more than half a, more of that time again, maybe even twice as much time. I'm going to work on that, but I, that will kind of become the core of the keynote. The original core was, was gratitude and serving others. This is an expansion of that. And I, I love the storytelling and the relationship part of it. And I've, I've got great stories about all of these people. I really didn't tell a lot of stories today. So that would be the additional time. I, I would work in more stories of, of how they were such great examples of those lessons. And then I, I will wrap up the keynote with the story, um, Acres of Diamonds. Now, I, I've told it many times, it, it actually is my favorite Thanksgiving story to talk about because it's all about about being grateful for what you already have before you start chasing anything new. So I, I, for the people who may not have heard it, I know a lot of you have, this story is about um, a farmer in South Africa during the time when they were discovering diamond mines. He was poor, he was broke, he was always working hard on the farm and he just wasn't getting anywhere and he got the great idea to um, sell his farm so he had time and money to go try to discover diamonds. So he sells the farm, he travels all over the countryside, he runs out of money, never discovers diamonds, he's ready to just throw himself in the river, and he, he goes back to his old farm, and it turns out that his old farm was loaded with diamonds, just had acres of diamonds. Turned out to be one of the biggest diamond mines in South Africa. Uh, But it certainly didn't help him because he sold it to go chase diamonds. And, And the lesson is that you should really be grateful for what you have before you go chasing something else. And most of us don't do that. We're not prepared. You know, when I talk about starting a business... Almost everybody gets in before they're really prepared. They haven't taken the time to figure out what their acre of diamonds is, what their uniqueness is. Those are the most important factors in being successful. Find your uniqueness. Find your acre of diamonds. Be grateful for what you already have. Don't, don't sacrifice your acre of diamonds to go chase something you haven't even identified and don't know what it looks like. That, that's the lesson. The, the story is usually longer than that, We I don't want to take a lot of time on it today. Another, um, another lesson you, you get from this, you know, he, he wanted to discover diamonds, but he hadn't prepared himself. He hadn't identified what the target actually looked like. And uh, I have a story I love about this, and again, I'm going to give you the, the more abbreviated version today. Let me check phone calls. All right. I am within about uh, five or ten minutes of wrapping this up. So if you want to get in on a phone call, you should start dialing now. Because if I end this and there are no calls, I'm, I'm probably going to wrap this up for today. Um, I used to tell a story and I had forgotten all about it. I, I need to work this back into my stuff because I really like this. So, I, I uh, again, I'll, I'll work on this. But they, I used to have a challenge that I could take the best sharpshooters in the world, Uh, world record holders in in whatever kind of of shooting uh, match you could imagine, pistol, rifle, shotgun, clays, targets, long distance, whatever. And even though I'm I'm barely an amateur when it comes to any kind of sharpshooting, I'm competent at most, I could beat any one of these in a shooting competition. Uh, All we would have to do is is put one handicap in place for them. And now remember, these are world champions. I'm barely an amateur. So I I need something here. So all we have to do is we're going to walk out onto our range, and there's going to be targets all over the place. But I've been told which target we're supposed to hit, and the sharpshooter has no idea. Without that, without knowing where the target is, all of the sharpshooter skills, all of his hours and hours and hours and hours of practice are meaningless. I will beat him every time. And the only advantage I have is I know the target. That's pretty powerful. But you know what, we, 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 we do this backwards in life. We do it backwards in business. We start shooting. And, and we just hope we hit a target, except we never realized we didn't identify the target. We're in worse shape than the sharpshooter. We don't know where the target is, and we can't shoot that great. But that's how we run our life. That's how we run our business. The other analogy I've used directly related to trucking. If you go pick up a trailer somewhere and the bill of lading is there, but it tells you exactly what's in the trailer and what it weighs, how many pieces, but there's no destination. There's no information on who to call to find out what the destination is. How many of you would get in the truck and start driving and hope you got there? All right, put your hands down. The answer to that was supposed to be no. None of you would do that. That would be ignorant. We don't do that. But we do it in life every day. You get up and you do stuff, but you have no destination. You have no target. People start businesses. They have no destination. They have no target. And they wonder why they don't accomplish anything of, uh, and and many times create a lot of problems for themselves. You can't create your most valuable business. You can't give value back to the industry or anybody in it. And you can't create your best life if you don't design them first. I've got some ideas on how I can help people with that. It might be a big project I'm working on here. And it it may be out fairly soon for a big project because I think I've all the pieces. I just have to put them together in the correct way. So just to wrap this up, the the, the big picture, the lessons, get out of your comfort zone. The big why. Make sure you find your big why. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to start a business? Why do you want to Get your finances in order finally. Create your big why. Always live in gratitude. Always live in gratitude. Be grateful for what you already have before you seek anything else. And then finally to wrap it up, the final two, discover your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. This is a roadmap for you to live your best life. You know, the beauty of the the Acre of Diamonds, I I talked about the first Acre of Diamonds I identified was listening to audiobooks and talk radio and, and anything educational I could find while I was driving. It was the most valuable asset I had by far, and I exploited that asset every chance I got. I still do. I'm listening to audiobooks on this trip. Discover your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. Have a plan. Create your best life. Um, Over the years, I now, I I don't have one acre of diamonds. I I have an entire plantation of diamonds, a homestead. I I have acres and acres and acres. The story I'm telling today, one of the richest patch, the richest acre of diamonds I have are these relationships. These relationships are absolutely priceless and extremely powerful. And also my relationship with you, the tribe. It's unique. You know, I, I, I don't wanna sound arrogant or, I have a relationship like with my customers and our, our tribe and our clients, however we wanna refer to them. Uh, that really is in the 1%. It's not like a typical business. And I know many of the tribe members feel that way. I feel that way about the tribe. That That is a, a huge, huge, rich acre of diamonds for me. And so with that, I am eternally grateful for everything I have, and especially you, the tribe. And thank you for allowing me to serve you. All right. Phone calls are coming in. We are... Um, We are going to get to those calls right now. I'd love to hear feedback, good or bad, really. Constructive criticism, uh, what you like, what you don't like, any ideas you might have. Uh, Do you think it goes along with the the last keynote? And I can integrate the two because that's really what I'm looking at right now. Uh, And I will continue to do this. And once in a while, I will torture you with my unrehearsed presentations and ask for your help on them. So let's get to some calls. Let's go to South Carolina, Terrence. Welcome back.
6: How you doing, Kevin? I don't know if you have since internet problem. problems with some sounds you're breaking up a little bit, but um, so as far as your big why goes,
0: uh-oh, maybe I am having an internet issue because uh, internet
6: was, oh, was you, like you could see she was getting perturbed. <laughs> while I was asking why and get go
0: go back started and started. Hey, go back and start over. I think I am having some internet issues because I, I lost you.
6: Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I went to, uh, for Leah's, uh, point of care, they call it. So they explain how they're going to do the, uh, chemo and all that and what's going to happen. And every time she said something, I was well, what, what, what is that? Why is that? And she could see, I could see in her face, it, it was pissing her off. And I wasn't doing it to piss her off. That's why I went. So I, I know what, what I got to do and what's going to happen. So, But this is, it keys into the why. So, uh, Monday we went to the point of care, they call it point of care, uh, education or whatever for the chemo and all that. And the reason why I went was so I can understand what's going to happen, what are the effects, what I, what I need to look for. And it just kept pissing this woman off.
0: Yeah. I'll bet, you know, we, we are finding that, um, People who should know things and and they don't, and they're important things, and and they don't like to be questioned. They get very defensive because they they realize they're oh absolutely yeah they yeah. they realize they're about to be exposed, and and they don't like that, and they get very defensive about it. It's really like you, it's hard to have a discussion with people and and question anybody anymore about anything.
6: Yeah, I actually had to stop asking the whys because it was getting Leanne upset because if she could see you know that I was asking for a reason and this woman just didn't want it to run down what they were going to do. And then, you know, push you down the hall to the end and, you know, yeah. get your medication or whatever this is. And it's just, it was just frustrating. But, but again, I'm glad, I'm glad I went and I'm glad I asked why. So now I, I you know, I got answers and then I was able to get more stuff when I started looking myself. Go and, ahead. but it just was funny to see this person get, you know, like no I shouldn't say it's funny it's, it's like disconcerting or yeah. like yeah, I, it, I I was, I was getting aggravated and I'm like I well, I couldn't show it I had to I had to you know keep that from right going me you know like me being Terence it's not, you know, you, you know and, real bad but yeah uh,
0: and unfortunately this is now how our medical system works and it's by design they don't want to oh, yeah. share anything. They don't. They don't want you to question anything. They have a system, and all they want to do is follow the system. They have guidelines, clear guidelines. When you see this number, prescribe that drug. If you see this symptom, prescribe that drug. If this happens, pre- prescribe that procedure. And and they don't want to be questioned about that.
6: No. The other one was was who they called last week after she went for the first. Thing down here, down in the, by the house. They said all oh, her magnesium side. They call try calling her. She didn't answer. And then they, I, I'm down as next contact. They called me. I was like, all right. So I wasn't concerned. High magnesium. I wasn't worried about it. And then uh, they called her yesterday or Tuesday. yesterday. After we went and they said, oh, your magnesium's low. So I was like, How, I get it. It's bouncing back and forth. But what Leanne did was she stopped taking the light balance and lightened right. up on the cardio miracle because she was concerned right. and i all that i told her is listen i'm no doctor but it, it didn't kill me it's not i don't know if, if you want to listen to them listen to them i'm telling you just stick with the, the cardio miracle and drink it through the day but again I, I you know i can't force her to do it but they again it's just they, they i mean i get it they check these labs that they have to they have to do that to cover their ass you know to, to get an answer for everything and it just was like you know i i I'm so I mean, we've talked about it's just about anything now. If it isn't the medical system, it's people doing their job or whatever. It's just yeah. nobody. It's on yeah. a good note though, and I'll let someone else get in there. Um, my oldest daughter had another a second grand a second child, so I'm a grandfather, kind of a baby girl.
0: Congratulations! So that's exciting. Yep. Yeah, that's exciting. Yep. Yeah, and you I know. You are correct. Yeah, I
6: needed a little, a little something
0: happy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You are correct. This isn't just the medical system. It's our world. It's our country. I have some ideas. I thought I might talk about them today. I think I'm going to work on them a little bit more. Trying to find a better approach. The idea, the where we've come politically and in our opinions about a lot of things in this country we are absolutely divided. I, I've never seen a division like this. It continues to get worse instead of better. And all we're doing is talking past each other. And, and even people we get along with, it, we're talking past each other on politics a lot and, and you know where we should go as a country. And, and I, I, if we continue down this path, I don't know what the end result is, but it doesn't look good. And I'm really working on some ideas on, on what could we do different? I don't know if there's a fix for it, but but if you if you don't know what to do, sometimes you got to start throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks. and I, I think we're kind of you at know, that point. Nobody has any good ideas on on how we reverse this division that is so bad. We can't move forward as a country. I mean, all we're going to do is go from election to election, segment and, each other. We're
6: gonna yeah, yeah. All we're gonna be segmented to certain people. You know, you I know. We like this, so we're here. You right. like that? You stay over there, and right, and like divide conquer. But yeah, it's and, a shame because,
0: and it feels like we're playing right it into. It. you know, you
6: know, to, to be together. We we need to unite, and all that's just, a, you know, I
0: don't know. Yeah, and here's here's
6: it's, it's obvious.
0: Here's the thing, we we and, and we all feel that we say it. We need to unite. None of us want to give in on our beliefs. And I understand why. I don't want to give in on mine. I've put a lot of time and thought and energy into them, and I believe that they're right. So I don't want to just say, well, look, I'm going to compromise my beliefs and, and just go along with them. That, that's not an answer. It, it's easy, but it's not an answer. Um, I, one of the things I'm thinking about, and I just said I was going to think about this more, but sometimes I just think out loud. Um, maybe, maybe we all need to take a huge break from the news and politics stop making it such a big focal point in our life because those are all the things we all disagree about and fight about all day long. And maybe what we should do is take a lesson from today. What if all of us, we don't have to change our mind. We don't have to go shake somebody's hand and say, okay, I'll try to do it your way, or I'll try to think like you do that. That's not going to happen right now. But what if we just all ignored all of those things And we put our heads down and we focused on serving others. Yeah, Yeah. true. How do we get people to do that? I don't know. I I get out and I keep delivering the message and and we all try to do it and be examples of it and, and just ignore the news, ignore all the political bullshit that's going on that we fight about every day. We're never going to get anywhere. It's getting worse. Maybe it's time to just stop and just do something completely different. And and maybe we still won't talk to each other. I don't know. But I have a feeling that the odds are that we'd be able to talk to each other better. But even if we don't, if we ignored all the bullshit, stopped fighting, and just w- did our thing, what we think is best to serve other people, it would have to be an improvement.
6: Oh, without a doubt. Well, it would be less stress and less, you know, other Bad negative things to think about.
0: So all I can do is is to put the idea out there, get people to think about it, try it, and and be an example and just do it myself. And again, don't don't get well, me do. wrong. Yep. Don't 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 think for a second when I f- see things wrong in this industry, I'm not going to point them out. I, I'm going to. <laughs>
6: we,
0: I'm not, we know that. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's not what I mean. But I will spend a lot more time and energy. Finding better ways to serve people and improve this industry. When I see the egregious stuff that I think is wrong, I'm still gonna call it out. But but a lot of the Absolutely. petty bullshit I'm I'm just gonna ignore. And I'm gonna get back to, go. to really trying to provide value to other people.
6: All right. I'll let someone else get in here and uh like I said, thanks for all you did for me and have a happy Thanksgiving.
0: You're welcome. Keep in touch. We wanna help you through this whole process and have a great thanksgiving let's go to texas mark welcome to the program
7: so when you uh when you go when you go east out of there at the at the kwani exit I, I i posted you a, a link to the uh a little truck stop it's right there called the kwani one stop it's uh you can go in there and you get a pack of ribs It's like 6.99 they give you three ribs it's you don't—they'll offer you sauce and bread, but I don't get that. And the ribs are pretty dang good for the price you get. So that, that, I actually had them twice for breakfast this week. That so. sounds
0: like lunch to me today. Thank you
7: yeah it's just right down when I said tomb soup I'm like I saw that. I'm like I looked up like, oh shit he's right there <laughs> so I was coming right through there yesterday. I'm over here trying on thirty five trying to get back to down to Rosenberg uh, okay so I appreciate I appreciate what you do I appreciate uh the, the the leadership and the guidance and the information you put out there uh I'll tell you a little, little something about when I first discovered you and I was driving a Ram 5500 and it was on satellite radio. I always looked forward to your weekend shows because I was working. And if I felt depressed, I could listen to your show, and it was like a pick-me-up because there's always a positive attitude. And I always like positive attitudes as opposed to negative attitudes because I, I can't deal with negativity. And there was always something positive about you know, your shows, and there still is. So I appreciate that. Uh, uh well, thank i appreciate you. that uh i you know i appreciate the, the the help and the advice i get from paul from bruce david counts uh, i mean i called david counts when i had a, a question about something at the engine and then you know, i was talking to him and then paul called up i clicked in we talked three-way there for like 30 45 minutes i mean everybody's just great people uh so um, anyway uh you know Gratitude is one of the most important things when you talk about it. When you sit there and you're, you're, you're truly grateful for things, uh, you, you feel better about it. everything. Seems yes. like there's more peace. Uh, and you were just talking about not, not listening to the news. In 2014, I cut cable. Well, It was too expensive. Nothing was on worth a crap. And I think the news is just designed to piss people off, because that's what happens when people watch the news. They, they come back and they say they're following this, they're so depressed, everything's bothering them, and it's things they don't have any control over. And if you just accept the things that you can, can't control, control the things you can control and accept the fact that there are some things you can't control, can't control, and you'll be a lot happier because uh, you just you know, politics are so screwed up in America. I mean, we're following the cycle of every other country or that's had issues because that, that, the politicians do try to divide people and keep them div- divided because they can make people into a victim mentality that by having a victim mentality, people lose hope, they don't have confidence, and they blame everybody for their own problems, but when you take take on your own problems and look and and know that there's always a solution and that you can figure things out, then you can go forward and, and you'll be a lot more happier. I mean,
0: I, 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 I couldn't I agree more and, and I just need to stay focused on that and take my own advice. And you know, I, I go back and yeah. forth. I, I think, well, I have to watch or read the news. I have to be informed. And every time I go back and think about that, I, I, I stop myself and say, stop saying you have to. You don't have to. What if you don't? what if you don't? What if you went out an entire year and you didn't read any news outside of maybe some industry news? And I, I can do that. I can control what I read. And I just don't watch this stuff. I don't engage. I don't, I don't try to, to, to think that I can fix the political problems in this country. I, I can't make a dent in those. I don't care how informed I am about them. I don't care how much I talk about them. The way our system is right now, I, I can't make an one iota of change. And I think you're right. The system has been designed to divide us in order to control us, and we're getting sucked right into I'll say I got sucked right into it. And and I got to figure out no, how not, to stop not
7: that. It's hard to get sucked into. I mean, it's just, you know, there's a way to follow the news without... Watching the network news, you know everybody's like, "Yeah, oh, CNN sucks. That Fox News sucks." Well, they all suck. And they they're what they what they're designed for is to sell advertising, and they're out there to make a profit. And the more you watch, the more you click on their links and all like that to read whatever their bullshit is. I mean, if there's a way to there's a way to follow the news without following the news. There's a way to be informed without. Listening to the indoctrination that all of the news agencies put out there because it's become a it's become like it's designed to sell advertising everything's designed to sell advertising social media you know uh all the social media network you know they they follow our our accounts our phones have uh data information uh, they have software in there designed to let them know what we want so they can target things towards us, and I mean, there's a, in fact, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a link later, there's a, there's a, the guy from, uh, not, uh, from Blackwater, Eric Prince has designed a new cell phone that's non-tracking, uh, it's called Unplugged, and they're starting to sell new cell phones out there, it's Android based, but they, you can design the Android code to do whatever you want with it, because it's open source, so, uh, it's where it's like a non-tracking cell phone. But anyway, I digress back to the fact that it's all designed the, – the news is designed to piss you off, make you unhappy. And if you choose not to participate and have a positive attitude and control what you can control, and you'll be a lot happier.
0: I, mean, I agree. I, I agree. You know, uh, I I was just scrolling through some comments uh, real quick because I wanted to, re- and and I'm realizing I was fading out a lot more than I thought I was. I thought a lot of it was just me muting myself, but um, it's good now. Yeah, it's much better now. But I'm afraid a lot of people miss some critical stuff in the in the uh, you know the lessons. So the good news is the. Um, recording should not lose any audio at all. Our recording should have all of the audio, so if it was that bad, if you were missing a lot of what I was saying, um, we will get this posted up on the app today, so if somebody wants to re-listen to that.
7: Yeah, I thought it was my cell phone, because I was not in the greatest of areas. I was fueling, and I heard it, and I'm like, i got to get out of this area. Cause... But anyway, uh, I hope you have a great rest of your trip, and I, and I appreciate, you know, like I said, I appreciate you and what you've brought to my line of work and the fact that you bring educational information that's not bullshit. And because there's, you you know, there's so much bullshit going around this industry of uneducated people. There's people that think because they've driven a truck for 35 years, they understand business. And that's not the case.
0: It's really not.
7: I mean, it it was nine years ago on the 11th of this month, I bought a I ran fifty five hundred with no money down and put two thousand dollars on credit cards down. On, on.
0: <laughs> yeah, not the best way to start, but you survived and you learned some lessons. The so I I, I, I I agree. There is a lot of of bad advice, a lot of bad thinking, a lot of bad thought processes, and now with the economy the way it is in our country, the way it is the industry's hurting, and the emotions are taking over. That's the problem. And you can't think emotionally in business. You can't think emotionally when you need to troubleshoot things. Uh, and too many of these people are operating on emotions. And, and I've allowed myself to get sucked into some of that at times, and, and it's just not productive. I, I, can't, I can't influence people who are acting emotionally, you know. and I shouldn't try.
7: You know that's the problem in the political end of the world is people get emo- using emotionalism takes over and they get all emotional about things that they can't control. It's not only in business but it's in everyday life at this right. point. They listen to the news and they get emotional about. Well, I don't agree with that. There's a problem with that, and and they're like thinking they can solve it, and when in reality they really can't because it, it, everything and everything is so screwed up at this point. I don't even know if some of that shit's.
0: Yeah, you know. I
7: mean, I, did you see? <coughs> did you see the? Did Did you see what the New York just passed in the last couple of days? It's a Rule Two Point Thirteen, where they can pretty much take anybody for any reason out of their house. COVID Nineteen, you know, the fact you got a toothache or whatever, and lock you up, lock you away.
0: That that's so scary. So, it, nothing scares me more than that kind of power in any of our government agencies.
7: Yeah, because the government has been like. It, it's 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 tr- true through history of governments and uh, the rulers that they look they want to control the narrative they want to control the information the minister of information like they well. the things that I mean they'll sit there they sit there out of the White House this morning and tweeted out that the prices were getting better it's like Andrew uh, Alexander Stolynovsky said about the 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 communists in Russia. They know they're lying, we know they're lying, they know we know they're lying, and yet they continue to lie, and that's what it's boiled down to with the federal government it, now it, so. it,
0: and and worse, what worries me more than anything uh, almost every message that's important to me that I keep beating the drum about is those are all the same messages that people get silenced and deleted for,
7: yeah, because they want to control the they want to control the information because they have a narrative. And, you know, thank God for Elon Musk and Twitter and the fact yeah. that too and media matters because, you know, those those people need to, you know, they, they 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 you just people have to learn to look through the bullshit again and look through what they can control and what they can't control and, and do the best they can because you'll be a lot happier with a positive attitude as opposed to a negative attitude.
0: Absolutely. You know. No doubt. All right, Mark, thanks. I'm going to. Um Give everybody that is the last call on the board. I think, uh, I don't know if we lost a lot of people because, um, because I was fading in and out. I think we've got that problem solved. Uh, so I do know now something I can work on. I can work on being a little more responsive and watching the connection and and making that change to our backup if I need to. Uh, I do want to remind you uh, while I'm waiting if you want to call, you better jump in right now. By the time I finish a couple announcements, I'm gonna wrap this up and head into a long holiday weekend, or I'll stay here and answer your questions. It's up to you. Uh, Today is the last day for the Turkey Bone Broth Special. So order $75 worth of Lona Life Collagen or Bone Broth, and then just stick a four-stick pack of the Turkey Bone Broth in your cart, and it will show up as free. We're gonna give you a four-stick pack of the Turkey Bone Broth, so you can try that. Uh, It's pretty incredible. It's got a really good turkey flavor, so give that a shot. Head on over to the store at letstruck.com. All right, we are going to, uh, oh, call's coming in right now, so I'm going to wait for it. I said I'd wait, and uh, you snuck in under the wire, so uh, Chelsea, if you could get that call screened, and I will take that. And in the meantime, if you want to jump in and join us, uh, jump in and join us. Um, I'm not in a big hurry today. Uh, I've got my weekend planned. I've actually got some things to look forward to this weekend. I'm going to be hanging out with the, uh, a lot of cool people, some of those relationships I talked about. And then then I get to start heading home. Um, one more event uh, on the way home in Boise, but it's it's right uh, it's right on my route. I mean, anybody who's been through Boise on 84 knows exactly where the truckstop.com building is there on the the west side of 84. That's where I'll be stopping and uh, speaking to their sales team and meeting a lot of the new people in the company that I haven't met yet and working on uh, building back some of that relationship. Let's go to New Jersey. Wade, welcome.
2: Am I? Oh, there I am. There you are. I didn't hear a beep yet. Yeah, it was a little slow. There you are. Uh, All right. Yeah. Hey, I just uh, I just wanted to make sure you you knew here before the weekend how much we appreciate you. I I hope I can speak for a lot of people um, that listen, but don't call in. But I'm extremely thankful that you run your show every day. Glad you're doing your own deal now. That's working out good for me. It's, um, you know, commercial free. Uh, So in general, thank uh, I'm just thankful for everybody that I get to do business with on a, on a weekly basis. I yeah um, work for a, work for a company that, you know, company driver, I do five dedicated routes every week. Same route every Monday, same route every Tuesday. Um, so I, I'm in and out of the same stores, and it it just changes the game when when you get to see the same faces in these stores every day, every week, and they you know they ask you about your kids, they ask you how things are going, how you know how long you've been working with the company and stuff, how long they've been with the you know ordering from the company. I mean, there's I go to customers that have been ordering for 20 years. I'm only with the company 15 years. It's nice to interact with those kind of people that have you know had more experience with them than than i do so
0: but that's awesome
2: you you know there's there's just so much the thing i struggle with in just about every part every aspect uh, of my life is dealing with people around you that are not i wouldn't say they're nefarious or anything they're not like purposefully being bad people it's just a lot right. of people are incompetent in life like they just they're they're just not good at life in general or you know the, their job right um, handling day-to-day things it's like uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I i try to be so patient with people sometimes it's hard. but it's like i just want to shake them Grab them by the shoulders and shake them and be like, like Just wake up! Start, yeah. you know, pay attention to something in your life."
0: No, you have it right. You <laughs> you've put your finger on the problem, and I I do believe, it I you know I don't want to go down the black helicopter route, but but I believe this is a pattern. I believe it's designed this way. Much of our life, our media, our social media, the news, TV shows, everything. Everybody, and some of it is not planned. Some of it is just because of capitalism itself. I do believe some of it is planned, and it's not a good plan. And, and all of it, what it's doing is it is, is keeping people's brain occupied on just stuff, stuff that doesn't matter, stuff that doesn't progress us in, in any way, it is just constant distraction in a way that people can't ever really be in the moment. And that's the frustration you're feeling. These people ha- have given in to this clickbait impulse economy, media everywhere. You see people, everybody is glued to their phone all the time now. The I, you know, it's been so refreshing. Some of the groups, the people I was just talking about, are not doing that. They're not, and, and don't get me wrong, they use their phone, they're, they're, they're on Twitter, wherever, they're on social media, but it's not constant. It's not even close to constant, it's a very small part of their day. And then they're present and they're competent and they continue to get more competent because they're learning and they're paying attention and, and they're trying to be better every day. But I, I believe our society and our government wants us to be distracted. They they don't want us to be as competent. It's much easier to sell things to people who, who aren't thinking logically and clearly. They're thinking emotionally and they're distracted. And it, and it seems like the entire system has been set up to keep us emotional and distracted. And you have to do the hard work to fight back against that. But then what you experience and we we all experience when you start to realize this and start to fight against it is it becomes very, very frustrating to try to talk to people because they're, they're, they, they're not in the moment. They're not paying attention.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just so many, uh, just so many day to day things, Um, day-to-day stories I run into, I try to, I, I, I always try to stay as humble as I possibly can and never talk, never try and talk about myself. So I let, I try to let other people talk about me rather than talking about myself. So like customers will tell me, you know, they'll say, you know, we appreciate your service so much. And then they'll start to share why yeah. why do they appreciate me like I, I go into these places and i i am truly looking at it from an aspect of i'm not doing anything special like i don't i don't look at the service i'm providing as anything that shouldn't be expected but they yeah. are looking at it as you know something they appreciate and then they'll share the stories of other companies other drivers what they do and why they appreciate me so it's you know i i and part of me gets frustrated because That's even right. though i'm not i don't have anything to do with those drivers and i don't you know i only stand to benefit from their incompetence right. but i just right. want i want them to be better because them being better would allow my customer to be served better by them and yeah. i i it, it's frustrating like in you know I, I usually take those, the feedback, the positive feedback, I take it as, uh, you know, I'm always happy to hear it. But the negative feedback that I get from customers, I always try and take something away from it. Like yeah. they might not be directly telling me something I might not be doing the greatest. But if they're telling me a story about another driver, I can watch for that, make sure right. I don't do that thing. And it, and it it's just, it's not that hard to, like, to me, I... I tell them all like, there's nothing in our catalog. We sell general food products, flour, sugar. Right. None of this stuff is extremely proprietary. Why? Why am I here? Yeah. No right. If That's a good question. If I don't question. provide service to you, why else am I here? Right. You could get another company. I said the only the only reason you want me here versus the big name company, US Foods or Cisco. The only pe- the only reason you want me here instead is because I come in with a smile. I never give you that, a hard time. I rotate your stock. I do this. I do that. that like, these absolutely. are just basic things. This is what we're selling. We're not selling products. We're selling you service that comes well, along with these products that you happen to be buying. Well, how That's many what we're offering?
0: <laughs> how many products really are there that you can think of that are so unique you can't get it someplace else or something very similar to it. Almost nothing. It, I mean, you could probably. Yeah, almost nothing. I mean, we, right. You could probably stretch and, and make some claims about certain products, but then somebody else is going to go, oh, no, I don't even like that product. I like this one. So it, it, you are <laughs> absolutely right. You can't compete on product offerings alone. It, you will just become a commodity because there's going to be a bunch of products just like yours right behind. It, and it truly is serving others that makes the difference. It, and that's what you do. You, you think about it. You serve others. You, you even try to help your competition to get better so they can serve the customer better. It, that's the idea behind a rising tide lifts all boats. Our economy is so big, it's not a zero-sum game. I I don't have to compete against somebody for every dollar. If we can make everybody in the industry better, we'll all do better. And you're right, it's frustrating because you know that and and you want to spread that, and there's so many forces fighting against you, uh, and sometimes you just feel like giving up.
2: Yeah, but anyway, I uh, really... uh... Really appreciate it. It was a real positive message on the show today. I really. Thank um, you. You know, I I had commented the other day on something between the whole, you know, owner operator groups and you and going back and forth. And as soon as I send it, I kind of bit my lip and I'm like, shit, I really shouldn't send that. You know, I could just tune it out. It, yeah. I was getting it, a little I, I, ir- irritated seeing the back and forth. And I thought, you know, I easily could have just not looked and, but it's, uh, it just gets, yeah, <laughs> it
0: gets I, the best of you sometimes. But. It gets the best of me a lot. I mean, I struggle with that. I, I struggle with trying to find that balance. Should I just ignore them and get on with my mission? And sometimes I think, yes, just ignore them, get on with my mission. And then I see some of the stuff going on and I see people taking advantage of and, and I see some, some really lousy stuff. Yeah. And it's just not my opinion. It's just really lousy stuff. It's not going to progress anything. It's not going to make anybody's life better. In fact, it's, it's going to make people's lives worse. And when I see that, I, I, it's everything I can do not to call them out. The problem is now, um, in today's world, you call somebody out and it becomes a war that you just, you can't even avoid anymore. And I can't avoid it. I know I can't, I'm going to be attacked like this just about every day. Um, and all I can do is is try to do the best I can, find the balance and and stay positive. Um, like I said, I'm not going to ignore, when I see things wrong, I'm going to point them out. And then I'm just going to get back and, and move on and, and do what I do and let them, you know, throw all their arrows or, or whatever they're going to do, threaten me with whatever they want to threaten me with. And I'll just get back to doing what I do best and, and what I, where I think I can bring the most value. Absolutely. All right, man. Hey, that's all 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 for today. All right. Thank you. I I appreciate it. You know, and I do want to say that um, on a couple of shows this week, I got a little testy with callers and I normally don't do that. Um, there were some people calling in, trying to give me some advice about a call and I got a little testy about it and I could hear it in my own voice, my own tone. And occasionally I'll, I'll, I'll send off a reply on social media. And after I send it, I look at it, go, I I might've been a little strong. Look, I I will be as strong as I need to be, uh, when I'm dealing with people who I think are really doing stuff wrong. I don't need to be that strong sometimes or or that testy with that. you know, with people I mostly agree with, and who are probably just trying to help. But occasionally, um, I fall victim to that as well. And I know I did a couple times this week. So if you if you thought I was uh, getting testy, somebody actually apologized to me, and I, I was the one that was getting testy. So um, if you if you felt like I was that way this week, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Uh, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, we don't have any calls. Uh- Thank you for the calls today. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for the support. We certainly appreciate it. We will continue to do what we do here. So have a great holiday weekend. Share it with the ones you love. Be grateful. You know, be, be truly grateful. Don't just say the words. We, we tend to say the words a lot this time of year. A um, couple things I'd like you to think about. Don't just say the words. Actually feel the emotion. Feel what, feel the gratitude. Don't just say it, feel it. There's a difference. Take some time, get quiet if you need to, and, and really try to dig down and feel what you're grateful for. Feel the gratitude. And then, one more thing don't stop on Friday because it's a big shopping day. We should feel this way every day. Um, we should acknowledge the people and the things we're grateful for a lot more often. Thanks again. And, um, We will see you after the long weekend. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.